Hey, welcome to another episode of the Movie Night Autopsy. My name is Sam. I'm Chad. I'm Asher. And we are here once again to do some more film celebrating and cultural talking abouts. And today, we're going way, way back. How far back? Back in the 90s. It's like a time trip. Mind trip and a time trip. The only place that I could ever see this movie getting made. Oh, yes, that is true. This movie would not be made now. No. It wouldn't have been made in 2008. That's for dang sure. No. But luckily, Quentin Tarantino was a big deal. And uh, he his scripts, you know, they went somewhere. And, and this is where this one went. And today, I got to ask, has everybody calmed down? From True Romance. You see, I thought I calmed down. <laughs> I thought I calmed down because we, the movie wa- works. we watched the movie a while ago. And I was like, yeah, True Romance. We've been watching some crazy movies. We've done Sorry to Bother You. We've done Duel. Like, I can handle it. Like, it's, I am ready for whatever's coming up. And then um, I rewatched, I rewatched this True Romance recently. No, I have not calmed down. No, I have not calmed down. You took a long time to say no. It's it's, Oh, man, it just doesn't stop. Yeah, it doesn't stop. Every time you calm down, you just remember just the names and the cast, and you kind of start getting excited again. And even whenever it's not like some crazy, like, like over-stylized violence happening, like the, the situations that are happening between the characters are just like so uncomfortable. Like just about every single one. There's a couple of cute moments because, like, at the end of the day, it's a love story. But <laughs> yeah, you always forget that about that movie. Yeah, it's easy to forget. That <laughs> it's the in the title, "True it's Romance." Love, no. It's the most romantic story. title I've ever heard. Yeah, no, I think it actually. If you if you follow the music of the movie, I think it kind of really reminds you it's a love story. But when you're watching the movie, it's really hard to keep that in mind because. Damn. Well, I mean, this is kind of how Grace and I met. This story, you know. <laughs> you know how you're. You you're, wanted to go see three Sony Chiba movies for your birthday. If I had you a run dollar. Run into a stranger. If I had a dollar for every pimp that I had to kill so that I could start <laughs> dating this girl. Well, we are getting ahead of ourselves here, but yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the classic American love story. <laughs> Oh man! Um, so, oh, God. I'm just so this, not, I'm not sure how to segue away. Oh from that. wow! No, so, well, Sam and I yeah. were talking earlier about say this was Sam's idea that this is a uh, kind of a hidden gem, and I think I think I I'd, I'd agree with that. I think it kind of was eclipsed. We were uh, we were talking about some of Tarantino's actual movies he was I directing mean, and making. Pulp Fiction came out like right after it, I guess. Boom! Yeah. Reservoir Dogs was still a big deal. Jackie same Brown. year, right? Reservoir Dogs was the same year. Reservoir this Dogs was ninety one. Ninety one. So he already got some. Steam going with he that the, didn't he sell the script for True Romance and the and, script for Natural Born Killers? Natural Born Killers, like the same week or something. He sold those to finance Reservoir Dogs. Okay, so he sold them both at the same time. It's kind of like this movie is kind of like if there was a box set of Tarantino and every movie was its own thing, and then there's like a bunch of discs that are like special features things amalgamated over time. I feel like this was one of the movies that would be on one of those special features. It's like mm-hmm. it's Tarantino. Asterisk. I mean, it's still like it still feels very Tarantino. Totally. Like I, if you watch Natural Born Killers, I really do not care for that movie. It's a jumbled mess. It's uh, it, it's Oliver Stone. It's Oliver at his most stone. Just like nobody, <laughs> nobody's like pulling in the reins on that guy. Just no. He's throwing everything he's got at the screen, and that's what that movie is. 
And it feels more like a Stone movie than a Tarantino movie. This still feels like Tarantino. The dialogue still feels like Tarantino. Yeah, I don't know what much of Tony Scott changed when he made it, but it doesn't feel like a lot. I know he changed the ending. He actually he filmed yeah. he filmed Tarantino's ending and he filmed his ending, and his ending does work better. Well, I know that this illustrates this point very well. It's, I I just kind of had the movie on while I was doing work on my computer. I had some paperwork, and uh, Grace was walking in and out. Yeah, that, and was, she, that was the last time you watched it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the last time I watched it. I was just kind of like refreshing my. memory memory of what happened in the movie um because this was this was this is the only rule we've ever still adhered to on this podcast because we still adhere to this one yeah and this is because mm-hmm. it works this rule is really yeah. good it it's always works rule. someone has to have not seen the movie i i had I not seen not True. i have not I had a nickel for every time sam has done a wise own potion last year i'd be so rich it just it was just right i know there. it was right there it was right there slow hanging fruit anywho <laughs> the lowest um, <laughs> that's how i like it <laughs> <laughs> Man, you picking great. Just, you picking pumpkins. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> you had a point to make, I think. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, you definitely. It's all did. about movies. <laughs> <laughs> so movies are moving pictures. Um, we have uh, Grace was walking in and out, and she walked in at the end of the movie, and she was like, "Man, I thought, I thought this movie ended in a restaurant." Right, they were like talking. <laughs> yeah. They were talking in like gym shorts and t-shirts, and one of them, like, what you know? And I was like, you are definitely, definitely. thinking, thinking Pulp of Pulp Fiction, fiction yeah. which is which is total. If you're walking in and out, and you're and you haven't seen True Romance or that often, yeah, it's just Tarantino enough. Yeah, it's yeah. great. But also, it's kind of we also this movie gets its own thing. It's really good. It's not just well, a yeah. Tarantino like, like it, Pulp Fiction knockoff. It it's, still feels like a movie that was made by Tony Scott. Mm-hmm. But it but it feels like a movie written by Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, Tarantino, the, like you know, because it was written by Tarantino in the early days, he wasn't a big fan of writing things in chronological order. His original script for this was not in chronological order. Is there like word out on the streets or on the interwebs yet to say exactly how it went down? Uh, yeah, there's an interview with Tarantino. I forget. What, okay. what what YouTube channel I saw it on, but but somebody, he goes into details more. He about does. It. He does. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to say exactly how it unfolds in his world just yet because that's getting ahead of yeah, ourselves. Yeah, exactly. We haven't even gotten we'll into just, the content yeah, of the I'll movie yet. Later. It's a love story. <laughs> it's a love story. It certainly is classic a classic American. It's, the, love it's story. the best thing since the Philadelphia story with two very likable characters. Yep. Yeah. You're, just, you're rooting for him all the way. I like the more the second viewing. The, I got to be honest, the first viewing, you're just so frustrated by the decisions that are made. <laughs> wait, wait, we're really? getting, we getting into, they're getting ahead of myself. Wait, you talking about the decisions that they're making, or the decisions of the cast specifically of the protagonists, oh, okay. the two love of protagonists. They make a lot of decisions that when you first time you see, it, you're just like, what? Well, my theory on that is, you know, a theme of the movie is she's she's always going back to you're so cool. Yeah, that is a big... There was, uh, there was something that he was doing, and she just looked over at him and just thought, you're so cool, and that's what they keep going back to. And I think that's what fuels his poor decision-making. <laughs> he always yeah. pulls it off. He, he always comes out... He wants what? her to look at him and think, you're so cool. So what am I, what do I have to do to make her look at me that way? What what are they seventeen? Like this is ridiculous. Kind, that's kind hey. of the decision making, but he, that is a theme. You gotta, you gotta think about you gotta think about who Clarence is. Like Clarence is not like, I mean, come on, he's hip, a, I mean, or, I mean, he's hip, but like in the way, but he it, in a way only Alabama is a '90s hottie, and you know, and oh, Clarence totally. has never been with a '90s hottie. Like that much is clear from that first scene that we see. Yeah, he's the, going on the, about Elvis. That's exactly what I wanted to say. The opening scene makes it painfully clear that when Cl- Clarence can't help but be himself. 
that's one of the things that's really endearing about his character. He cannot. He does. He now he's a salesman. He can convince people to do what he wants, but he's always genuine. In fact, works in a comic book store. Yeah, yeah. It's like Tarantino goes Kevin Smith. You got to unload those uh, '90s X titles because there was a lot of them, and they're taking up space. So you got to sell them. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So he's a very he's like a he's a very genuine character. Um, and that's what was my original point. I'm I'm not I'm not a huge fan of Christian Slater in general, but he he did do a really good job as Clarence in this. He's a salesman. That was your point. Oh, I'm trying to remember going back to that love story. Oh, 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 what I was saying is that he, even though he is a salesman, one of the things that is compelling about his character is that he does, he know he goes into every situation very confident that if he just is true to himself and does what he thinks needs to be done, everything will work out fine. Even though any other rational human being who's watching the movie is like, no, you shouldn't do that. Don't do you, that. You, I we'll like, talk about those situations in a second. Like, you really should, but he... He gets through most I, of them. I really do feel like he wasn't that guy until he gets with Alabama. I feel yeah. like he's the more rationally thinking, like, I'm not going to do that. That's crazy. And then, like, he gets with Alabama, and that's just like, he's just got, he has to keep one upping himself as he gets deeper and deeper into this. That and sounds that's exhausting. <laughs> and that's the opening point of the, I mean, that's the point of the opening scene of the movie. He's being genuinely himself. He's going on and on about Elvis and Kung Fu movies. And there is a very drunken 90s hottie right next to him. And she is talking to him and kind of like chatting with him and it's nice and pleasant, but she clearly thinks it's weird that he's talking to her about Elvis and Kung Fu movies. Because Elvis is so universal. And she kind of gets intrigued by him a little bit by the by like, the time he gets to like the kung fu movies. I, I love three of them. Well, 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 three, I, three kung, kung fu, fu movies. Well, when the when the conversation really gets derailed is whenever he tries to be like, "Well, there we go. You see, we have something in common. We both fuck Elvis. We both want to. We both would like, fuck Elvis. That's that's what he goes with. Yeah. And then he's just <laughs> like, like I said. And then he's just like, "Hey, do you want to go? And hey, person. Now that, that we I have something met, in common, person that I just met. Would you like to go and watch?" Three movies with me. Hold on. It's not even like not just three movies in a row. Yeah, but three foreign language kung fu movies starring someone you've never heard of in the same series too. Because it's like well, at least it's the same series. Like Father of the Blank, Street Fighter, yeah, Street Fighter, Return of Street Fighter, and Sister, Sister of Street Fighter. Wait, hold on. No, there's Son of Street Fighter. No, there is a Sister of Street Fighter. Sister of Street Fighter. I'm telling you, that's how is Sony Chiba still in Sister of the Street Fighter? Because it was a Sony Chiba marathon, and they just played those same movies. I have That's crazy. I, I am not familiar familiar with the works of Sony Chiba. I, I I would. I just know that's what the movie says. Oh, Sister Street Fighter. Why is that my problem? <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good. Anyway, question. moving on. He goes to the movies. It's his birthday, right? He it's does. His it's his birthday. Yeah. It's his birthday. She says no. It's not her cup of tea, and he just goes on to the movie. Yeah. Movie has to happen. Yeah, yeah. So he goes and sees it. Just sits there by himself, eating his popcorn. He's having a good time. He's having a good time. It's his birthday. He does it every year. Then up walks like even hotter '90s hottie, Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette. And uh, positions herself relatively close to Clarence Worley, our our protagonist, and forces herself into interacting with him. You know, has to break that ice. Oh man, it's that totally. It's, it's hard to watch. It's that cheesy, oh, did I smell popcorn on you? Oh, silly me. I'm, I'm She's wiping popcorn I'm out of his that. crotch. 
and it's with that way too good southern accent. It's yeah, mm-hmm. southern accent is just it's doesn't actually like exist. I've never heard anyone. I'm from the south, and I don't know if anyone. Yeah, we're in exactly the south. Like we are currently that. in the south. Yeah, well, all of the all of the southern accents in most productions that come out of Hollywood. Most I, I even remember back when House of Cards was really popular in the lead oh, from yeah. that, which we won't mention right now. Yeah, he had a very it's be a lot of not mentioning not be, names yeah, in this yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shall not be mentioned. But he was very yeah. famous for that southern accent. I was like, I get that southern accent, accent but a, that's not real. It's that's Antebellum accent. Yeah, exactly. That's it's my an baby. Accent that doesn't exist anymore. That's my baby. Yeah. Exactly. But anyway, so. she's she's putting it on way too thick. It's totally cheesy, but it's working. It it works. It works. This kid for doesn't the, know what's up because like Tony Scott's directing style in this movie is so over the top that her over the topness works. Yeah. And speaking of over the top, it just it jumps into that real real quick. After they, you know, go through the date and all that, mm-hmm. they, that's, so that's that's the they, whole point. They have a great night. They they go to. He takes her to the comic store where where yeah. he works. She's I a, interested I in that. Way ahead of myself. Yeah, she. I know. Uh, well, they just they just go. You know, they go to the movies. They, he takes her to the comic store where he works. They have a good time. He, you know, then they act end up back at his place, and you know, little Marvin Gaye happens, and it's it's all straight that. up like <laughs> yeah, straight up. It's a nineties love scene. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly I mean, straight out of the room, which was made in two thousand one. <laughs> That is the most like, '90s love like, scene like they, they I've put ever a seen. Purple shutter over the over the lens. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 it was great. It's a lot of close up on hands holding other hands and gripping them tightly, <laughs> yep. and then pulling away in the moonlight. Close up of the stu- of the stomachs touching. <laughs> but the it's it's actually what it is is all the lights in the background, so you can't see anything. But when their bodies move, the light comes through. It's kind of a weird reverse negative shot. Hungry ass. <laughs> <laughs> Just something like that. So they do that, and, uh, and, we, do and we, we did a good job explaining it. And the dialogue does we get did. the dialogue. We be proud. Good on the, us. They do get along really well after the initial kind of awkwardness well, of well, meeting at the theater. Well, they do. Is, is explained. I love a slice of pie. So yeah, I mean, yeah, but they they do have a genuinely good exchange of dialogue. Oh, um, them in the comic book store. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was great. Chemistry. And then after the morning after. Same night. Same night. It's in the middle of the Clarence night. Clarence yeah. wakes up and she's not there. The, and his he's like, window door thing is open right. out to the balcony of the city and it's windy and cold. And he and walks. He's, he's like, well, where'd she go? You know, and uh, looks see? looks out his window, door thingy out into the you know cold Detroit air. And there she is just sitting over on the over on the side of the roof of the building. Crying. Just, just she ain't having a good she's time. Just, she's just bawling her eyes out after such a good night too. She just seems to be crying. And it's well, a cool, it's a cool shot because like his 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 bedroom window. It's about the comic book store, so the their porch or whatever is basically like a giant neon sign, and she's chilling on this billboard yeah. or something. Yeah, it's, it's cool it's, as hell. It's a really cool shot. It's really neat. I have no idea where it is that Clarence Worley lives, but. If he's working at a comic book store in the 90s, he can't be making that much money. It actually reminded me of the scene between, um, oh gosh, Ed Norton and um, in Birdman, in the late, well, who's the female younger Emma Stone. Yeah, in her. Remember they were on the rooftop hey. kind of area? Yeah. And yeah. they had that, the scene kind of reminds me of the same conversation. Except um, Alabama and Clarence are. They're, they they are always having good chemistry. That's one of the, I mean, it's called true, roman- true romance, but like uh, the. The scene between them is much more but, genuine. But than yeah, Birdman. because we find out in this scene what actually happened that night. Oh, 
Yep. And it's a, yeah. She is a call girl hired by his boss, the comic book store owner, to give Clarence a good time. To get laid. He, but she specifically says your boss said you needed to get laid. Yeah. So hired a call girl yeah, to come well, hang out with you. That's what I meant when I said good time. But anyway, she wanted him. She wanted her. Are you guys talking about to sex? have sex with him for money? You see, it wasn't oh, about. Uh, oh, money. now I get it. She took the money, and now he. She's going to give him the sex. I yes. couldn't figure that out with all That's, of your nuance. This is usually not legal unless you're filming it. So it's. <laughs> but no, you see, she's not a whore. She's a call girl. She says so in the movie. Yeah, yes. she says so, and Clarence is her second customer. Right, Some, something like third. that. Something like yeah, that. it's like third. Yeah, it's yeah. she's brand new. Yeah, she just she, she just got to town. Just yeah, she's just bad got at the, it. And she she broke the number one rule. She fell in love with the client. Oh, you never. Um, that's yeah. That's that's the number one. But rule. Like her confesses, third but client. She, but she confesses all of that to Clarence, and Clarence is just like, okay, well, are you gonna leave that life? And then he says he loves her too, and, and they and do. He's, a, and she, well, she's like, well, well, that's the thing. If I'm in a relationship, I'm 100 percent monogamous. I'm only with that guy. It's that so weird they, thing where she says monogamous, like it's supposed to be bigger deal than what well, it's it the should 90s. be. It's it was mono, was monogamy uh, like very sincere in the nineties? Because she's just like kind of does that dramatic yeah. pause beforehand. She's like, when I'm in a relationship, I'm monogamous. It's <laughs> this <laughs> long pause, and it's just like I don't, I don't. It's it's really it's a good portrayal, and it, it kept me watching it. But I just. I don't understand why, like the monogamy was that seemed to be the clincher. But no, what, maybe because she's a call girl. It, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, she's, yeah, she's yeah. basically saying, "I'll leave that life." I feel I'll like, stop. I, like, honestly, I feel like it goes without saying. Like, definitely, monogamy. Oh, yeah, she's gonna bail. Deal. Yeah, yeah. Like she's. But I also want to point out that uh, they show you kind of Clarence's character because when she first tells him, "You know, I, I'm a call girl. I was paid by your boss." Da 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 da. da he's like, "Oh." Man, that was just one of the best nights I've ever had in my life. Like, uh, I just knew there was something. But he's having, he's like smiling. Yeah. He's like, hey, you know, I understand. It's like, I kind of knew something must be up. There's he's no still, way it could have been still had a great good. time. And she's like, why are you so, why are you, I can't, she doesn't say cool, but she says, why are you so calm about all this? So, um, and, and uh, Alabama says, you know, why are you being, I can't remember exactly what she says, but it's like, why are you being so cool about Stop this? Stop being so cool about yes. this. Why are you being so calm about that, like, you know? It's like, she was really annoyed by that because she was trying to like, she pour was, her heart out. Well, she's also probably expecting it just like the worst possibility at this point. Right. Because she's falling in love with him too. But she has to be honest. Oh yeah, that's that's one thing that I credit this movie for is like none, neither of those characters had ulterior motives when it came to their dedication to each other. No. They just were dedicated it's to just each other. Perfectly in love. Yeah. And imperfectly like dealing with a relationship in the, in reality. That's basically what it is. On paper everything looks great. Everything not on paper in real life is just like the worst thing. The, the worst. worst. Um, so, guys, any, did you guys practice that earlier? That's pretty good. You harmonized. You ruined it. Met you ruined it. Oh, hours. Come on. We you practiced it. with the metronome. Um, anyhow, so they get married because they're in love. Yeah, like and, next morning. Um, you know how you get married the next morning? Yeah, you know. And they, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And they're married and on their way. And, um, uh, I mean, if, you, if you're going to just get married the next morning, it's best to do that because then you can just be on your way. <laughs> That's go right back. I thought everybody knew that. Yeah. Any, <laughs> so, 
an obstacle to the new marriage of the newly newly uh, is everything. Tell us, <laughs> mainly tell us, tell Drexel. married man about the obstacle of a new marriage. So yeah, th- and this this exactly mirrors most new marriages. Um, you got to get rid of the old <laughs> pimp. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a rite of passage. Uh, How are you going to get rid of the pimp? Are you going to do it politically? Uh, Will you strong arm him? Or are you going to do it the Clarence way? And we're going to get to that. You're going to use the clamps? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just, I just have to say, who or what is a is a Drexel? Yeah, that's yes. one of my favorite lines. Who or what is a Drexel? So who or what is a Drexel? Gary well, motherfucking Oldman. One of the best Gary characters Oldman. in the damn movie. In dreadlocks. Uh, in, Next in September, Mary. Oh, that's a preview of. Uh, we'll we'll talk more about that at some point. But uh, next September, Mary, you keep an eye out for Gary Oldman and a special guest who we will reveal later. Yes. Uh-huh. Anyway, I wonder who it is. Building the anticipation. <laughs> so Gary Oldman is a pimp with dreadlocks. Oh man, and, and, that's, and that's Alabama's pimp. And he's one of those guys in the '90s. If you were alive in the '90s and you you knew him, like yeah, you couple, knew him. in a couple of years, that guy would have been a juggalo. Like yeah, it's like he's he's proto juggalo. Like hey. How you doing? Is this when we get that? Talking to my bitch like. Is this when we get this cutaway of like Drexel doing the drug deal? Oh, with Samuel L. Yeah. Jackson. Sam Jackson in a cameo and and it's a, it's a ca- I, a I cameo, wouldn't even call it a cameo. It's a cameo, but he's in the opening credits. That's what yeah. I always thought was funny about it. But but I mean, I, but still, like he serves his purpose. He's one of the you know yeah. one of the guys. They're sitting there having a not very woke conversation about. Um, no, eating it, pussy. It, anything, <laughs> no, I would say. no, no, it's, no, it's not. That, that conversation was woke as fuck. That conversation was <laughs> was pro eating pussy in only, the nineties no, when it was still kind person, of a taboo. Only, only, I think it's only Samuel Jackson is the only person who's pro eating. No, pussy. like literally everybody no. else in the room is just like, dude, you're crazy for not eating. Are pussy. they just convincing that one guy? Yeah, that one guy is just like, I would never eat pussy. Okay, it's so just so like, okay, uh, so it's that what? one guy. It's that and one from guy. that, that's the rest of the room. That's the whole rest of the room. And from that, that's Gary Oldman's <laughs> moment to no, strike. Yeah, yeah. And, yep. then, and then Gary Oldman, always always a master improver, he, uh, he's just like, all right, all right, all right, let me well, break Sam it down. Let me know. break it down. Let me break it down. Let me break it down. Let me break it down. Hand me that shotgun. Let me use this shotgun to explain how you're wrong. Look, all right. So, in your opinion about old sex, imagine this guy here is some sexy ass bitch (laughs) who you know you about to lay down with. He says some really funny shit too when he's talking about. He's like, imagine this is a fun. It's like lines cut out of. (laughs) It's like lines cut out cut out of the back. And then that's when he like. By the way, spoilers about this movie. (laughs) Moving moving forward, there's gonna be a, a lot of them. Yeah, he kills everybody in the room. Yeah, besides much. him, except and for his partner, his, except his partner. for his overweight partner. It's weird. So, Sam so, Jackson so basically, what it is yeah. is it's Shoots a drug Sam deal. Jackson dead. So it's drug deal gone bad, and basically, uh, no one expected it because they were just shooting the shit I the think, whole time. I think that that's exactly what Gary Oldman knew he was gonna do. Oh yeah, totally. Or I'm sorry. Let's just call it what he is, Drexel. Drexel. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's that he knew he was gonna do that walking in there, but yeah, but. It's just, I guess he was waiting for his moment. And it's, it a, that it's amazing moment. that that is the moment. That is the moment. Because beforehand, they were all sitting literally around the same area. So he could have had, because in the shot, he shoots the guy who's sitting on a bed, turns around, shoots another guy at a, at a table, shoots then Jackson. turns around again and shoots another guy. He could have just had them all on the same side. But he must have really wanted that gun joke. Because well, he says something well, you know, really uh, funny. The thing about that, that is cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah, he's on more cocaine. So too. that's how they get all the drugs, and that's that how will that pay happens. off at some point. And Clarence vows to Alabama that he's going to go and pay Drexel a visit 
to uh, well oh, to take care. Oh, because she's got stuff over there. Before but like, yeah, he does do that, it. before he does that, we meet Val Kilmer's character for the first time. Right before he leaves to go <laughs> see Drexel. No, he because before he goes and asks for her, her for the Drexel's address, he's, he's yeah, in the bathroom. He's in the bathroom. And he and and you see someone walking behind yeah. him who says, "Can't believe we're letting that man uh, top, <laughs> breathe top, the same air you do." Top three Val Kilmer role ever. That is up there with Tombstone. Oh, oh yeah, it's good. I actually forgot he was in the movie. You do because you don't see his face really. It's, oh, it's he's so, really he's super really. out of focus. If you're listening right now, just know this will go on for a while. Always like you, Clarence. Always have. Always will. Always will. Always will. He points. We're pointing at each other. You guys can't see it. This is podcast. We're pointing at each other. He's always pointing. So, so Clarence has a little bit of. Would you call it a mental issue or? Oh yeah. I don't know. Did I know well, he convinces him to commit homicide I, I many, think, many times. I think that's the moment whenever that's he's the, just like, "All right, I've got, I've, I've got this. I got to hold on to this, and this is what I have to do to hold on to it." Mm-hmm. And that's just a coping mechanism that he invented to help him do it. Yeah, it's so like we it's, also, his psyche pushes him over the edge yeah, in the form of of talking to Elvis, of personifying a, his his idea his of idol. Elvis. Yeah. In his bathroom, his so that idea he can give of him a pep talk. It's like his idea of what a man should be. Yeah, one of his ideas because the kung fu hero is the other one. They come back over and over again. He's always bringing up the hero of the kung fu movies and Elvis. So yeah. Elvis is one. That's one a good. Of his that's ideas. a good mix. Yeah, no, that. it's it's a. It's I'll a go through life mix. like that. It's that's an Except, that's an interesting you know point for what like wow yeah yeah so All right then. Elvis also tells him, but here's the reason it's not so great because then Elvis then tells him, well, you, you got to go kill Drexel and everyone he's with. And a rational person might be like, okay, I've got no experience killing people and this is like a pimp. But but, prob- he's, but he's got a gun. He's got a gun. But so he just grabs and it. He's and Clarence. He, and he's Clarence. And guys, he's in love. <laughs> <laughs> He's. Oh, we that. all do crazy things for love, don't we? You know. Uh, Some just, of us stay in relationships too long. He shoots pimps. <laughs> oh god. So he, so he, he puts on some sunglasses and a leather jacket and puts his gun under his shirt and walks out the house looking all bad after getting the address from Alabama. Yeah, and he just wants to like finish it. He just wants to like get Drexel out of her life. And get her stuff, but also just make sure that pimp doesn't come around looking for so it. So he shows up there at the house. Knocks on the door. Oh, my God. He just straight up goes guy. up there. Yeah. Just, just wo- walks and up I'm, to the I'm door and sure knocks on it. I'm pretty sure there's people on heroin on the doorstep. Yep. But, uh, but he, walks yeah, past the, he walks past the junkies, knocks on the door. The overweight guy answers the door. He's like, you Drexel? It's like, brings him to the back where Drexel is. And he's sitting down there eating Chinese food and shit with, with chopsticks. There's a low-hanging kind of... like. Stained glass looking lamp thing. Yeah, it's like over the table thing that's over the table. He looks like he looks like he got it from like a thrift store or something like that. One of the best characters in the movie. Oh man, so good. The lamp, because he uses that lamp when he tries to shine in his face and intimidate. They use the lamp throughout the scene. They try. He tries really hard to kind of push Clarence. You you hungry? You want an egg roll? Yeah, he tries really hard to push Clarence to the edge, and Clarence is having none of it. Well, he asks him if he wants to have eat. A se- have a seat. Have a seat. You know, have get sa- you some food. Get you some food, man. Get you some food. He wants. Some, he wants some. He offers him some. 
I'm not sure if he offers him drugs, but he might offer him some coke at some point. But he offered him an egg roll. Yeah. Right. He's like, and then and, and and because um, that's just good. Ho- that's, that's, good out. that's good hosting. Yeah. Well, Clarence says, you "Don't give yourself away." Go, Clarence. You know, he says, uh, the his partner brings him up. He's like, "Okay, this guy says he's uh, got new. He's got word about Alabama." And uh, you what know, the fuck is that bitch? Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's I mean, the mo- it's the most pimp line I've ever heard. I don't mean because it's awesome. He doesn't. It even sounds like a man who manipulates women for he, his own financial gain. He does it with diabolical. He's like he's evil. like got low mane in his fucking chopsticks, and he's like eating that shit. And he doesn't even look up from it. He's like, where the fuck is that bitch? <laughs> like it's fucking rough. And Clarence is like, she's not coming back here. Um, and I just wanted to stop by and let you know that, and I'm gonna grab her things, and I'm gonna throw this down right here. This is uh this this is to pay pay off. What she owes you. This is what this is worth. My peace of mind, and this is worth worth every single penny. And not a not a penny or, l- not more. A, not a penny more. Not a penny, not a penny more. more. And also, Drexel asks him, "Like, who the fuck are you?" And he's like, "I'm I'm her husband." So he tells him, <laughs> and then he laughs. The minute he says he's her husband, Drexel just laughs. <laughs> uh, you know that kind of like. And then the kicker, the envelope is empty. Mm-hmm. It's totally empty. And he's like, not even like phased by it. He's just like, oh, this this <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> come up in my house to do this shit. He must have thought it was White Boy Day. Hey, Sam, is it White Boy Day? They don't get to that no. line yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, it's That's after, afterwards. Because he starts some shit after, and starts uh, to lose. Yeah, he starts shenanigans and then loses, well, right? Well, like, like straight oh, up yeah. after like a little while of doing that kind of thing, like that's whenever Drexel starts throwing that lamp in his face, like... Because it's swinging, and like, like, a ball like ball. He, and he's, he's straight up. He's telling him, he's like, "I've got you figured out. You came in here like all open to me, like, like your tense is shit. I already know what your plan is. I know exactly. I know exactly what you want to do." He says, "You know, if you'd sat down here eat my food, I might think, oh, what's this guy? He's acting like he doesn't have a care in the on, world. Like you don't have a and care maybe in the world. he don't. And maybe, and maybe he's a bad oh. motherfucker. <laughs> you know, there's been there's shit. been titties on the screen right next to your face ever since you walked in here. You haven't looked at them once. He's like, he's like, I know I got a pretty face, and he shines the lamp in his oh, face. Oh, he's got a fucked up scar. And he's got a fucked <laughs> up scar, a like bad a, like grill, a bad, eye. bad dreads, like all uh, kinds. Of, he's not a pretty man. He's like. No, I got a pretty face, but I ain't pretty in it. And no titties. <laughs> you know, like, and then a fresh set of titties. He's like, you and then showed he, me all your cards. And then he's just like, I don't sit down because I don't want to. And I'm pretty eat. sure that the Mortal Kombat theme song is playing yeah. on the <laughs> background <laughs> of this entire yeah. scene. It's like, I don't sit down because I'm not tired. I don't eat because I ain't hungry. And I don't look at that video because I've already seen that movie. Yeah, he <laughs> says that. I've already he's seen it. back. It's like when the nerdiness triumphs. It's a good day for all of us. But he's back. like, and he says, and he's like, and, I, and it's not because I'm scared of you. It's because I don't like you. He's like, I'm just coming here to clear the air and, and I'm going to leave. And then. Uh, it's intense. And then Drexel, that's when he, this is what I'm thinking of. He acts like he's going to offer him drugs because he picks up, you know, the, the drug plate. You know, like that tray that all drug lords have on their coffee table that's filled with like weed oh, and course. cocaine and shit like that. He I, ought- I used to have one of those <laughs> when I was a drug lord. <laughs> I sold it. Grudge sale. Yeah, uh, when I got out of the game, I had to just get rid of it. It was too many, min- too many, too many memories. I, I thought I could be a drug lord, but I couldn't afford a really good drug plate to put my drugs on. See, I repurposed So I mine. shifted careers to podcasting. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, if you if you ever are in that situation and you got to throw a drug plate in somebody's face <laughs> to distract them, it really works. It does really work, as this movie illustrates. All that coke goes like everywhere, right? And oh like, yeah, everywhere? yeah. But, but but this guy doesn't know that I have an entire duffel bag full of cocaine right over here. It's just he doesn't know. Sucker. No, he's just looking for a suitcase. He has 
just lucky in that regard. He's lucky in a lot of in a lot of let's, let's call it because happenstance, not luck. This the, 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 he spends the entire movie failing upwards. Yeah, that's ooh wow wow. They that's should good. call that movie falling upwards. Yeah, failing upwards. <laughs> that's, that's really good. Down. That's all he does. That is exact because and, and this is well well he first he failed upwards with the prostitute. Yeah, yeah. Now he's that's failing, a hell of a fall. Now he's failing upwards with the prostitute's pimp. Yeah, because for the next ninety seconds after they throw. The drug played at him. They proceed to whoop his ass. I mean, he gets a few shots off on Drexel. Oh, like no, he, but he gets his ass kicked. Yeah, but he ass gets his ass kicked. Yeah, I mean, they whoop his ass. And at the end of it, Drexel's sitting on top of him. He's like, he's straddling him. Yeah, he's straddling like, straight him. Straight up, like, like power play. Saying, hey, what's the power name power. of his partner? I That's can't remember. That he's like, hey, partner, you go get Alabama. He pulls out his driver's license. That's very important. He pulls out his driver's but, license, reads it, says, hey... I bet you Alabama right at the same address. You go. I'm going to stay here with Loverboy and keep him entertained. I'm like, starts, like, like, pumping him and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, and he's, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, just pure, just, I'm going to just show how dominating I am over you right now. Like, uh, mm -hmm. And Clarence oh, did get his ass whipped. So he's just sitting on the ground. Gun's still in his shoe, though. Or or or, or pants, wherever the hell Sock? he's stuck. I don't know. I can't remember. I thought I don't he put know. it in his pants. He might Is have put it, it in his shoe. I don't know. It's been a while. Anyways, he pulls his gun out. He's able to get to his gun. Because Drexel gets distracted. His yeah. partner's yelling something. He pulls his gun out, shoots Drexel in the penis. In the dick? Right in the dick. Right, right in, in the, the dick. dick. You know, point blank. Shoots the him in the dick. The audience cheers. <laughs> Even though we're watching this in someone's living room. <laughs> the uh, entire theater audience cheered. I heard them off in the distance. Yes. That was way back from the 90s. Ooh. Heard him. Heard him. But he yeah, blows his dick off. Partner walks back in the door. <laughs> shoots. You blow past that really fast. <laughs> shoots the partner. There was nothing the, else to do. Yeah, you know, Shoots the partner, Blow luckily, in the head, so the partner doesn't have to live with the pain that Drexel <laughs> has to live with. But he only has to live with it for a couple of seconds. Yeah. Open oh, yeah. your eyes! <laughs> Open your eyes! Oh, that was intense. Yeah, he Cold-blooded, man. Cold-blooded. And then he, he points his gun at a lady and says, go get Alabama's things and put her stuff in it. And then he repeats the line louder. Go get Alabama's things and put her stuff in it. So the stripper goes and does that. Yeah, and she um, does that. And it, basically what she does is find the, I, what can I only assume is the closest suitcase to anything. <laughs> and like, her attire just said, just take and this then, place and leave. And then in all the commotion, no, no, he, no, no. She doesn't right? do that. She oh, goes, that? She, she presumably goes and puts her things into a suitcase. Um, but Clarence, caught up in the commotion and probably like just bursting with adrenaline. I'm sure. Just looks around, sees a briefcase that's all closed up, assumes that's the one, grabs it, and gets the fuck out of there. Yeah, because damn... That's a whole it's lot a of fuck to get... Yeah. That's a whole lot of fuck to get Cops out of. Cops are probably yeah. going to be coming soon. Probably. But um, like... Oh, by the fast. way, by the way, it was Elvis. This is... I wanted to go back to this. This is a great conversation. When he's first... Thinking about doing this, Val Kilmer playing Elvis says, you know, how can you let that man breathe the sure. same air as you? How can you let him walk around doing oh, I that? I forgot about that. And then uh, Christian Slater says, oh, I'd love to go kill him, but, you know, I don't want to spend the rest of my life in jail. And then Elvis says, oh, you know, I see your point, but, you know, uh, the hardest part's going to be the killed. And, you know, cops, this is a pimp. You know, they're not going to. And you're he's, doing he has their a job point. for him. They're going to, yeah, he's like, you're doing their job for him. As they're long just going to say, oh, it was, a, it was a pimp and a drug dealer. It's it bound drug, to happen. Drug related. He says, as long as you're not at the scene of the crime with a smoking gun. You'll get away with it, and that's what that's what that's why you know this is a mental issue with him because Elvis actually convinces him, yeah, you should go through with this. You'll get away with you it. You should go through with it. You'll get away with it. That's just him don't, rationalizing it. Just don't be don't, there with don't a smoking leave any gun, evidence. and you'll you'll get away with but it. But what does he do? We'll get into that in a bit. Uh, he like pretty much so he like gets the keeps fuck the out smoking of there. gun. So he gets the fuck out of there. But 
with the bag however the suitcase is filled with Alabama's clothes yes gets back has you know two big ass hamburgers? That's a bit of a running theme in the movie too. Oh, um, just they, the they be- most to, best fucking hamburger they, you've ever eaten. They, they, they mm. seem to really like hamburgers. Who would have thought? But he gets, he gets movie back talking about hamburgers. He keeps his glasses on because his face is a little fucked up. He's probably hiding that from Alabama or attempting mm-hmm. to. Um, he gets back because she's nervous. She's scared the, of shit. The, the sun's coming up. Well, of course he went yeah. to go and confront her. She, pimp, he's been gone all and night. She knows that her pimp is dangerous. Oh yeah. So he gets back and she's just like, oh thank God, Clarence, you're back. And he's sitting there eating his burgers. It's like this is the best fucking hamburger I've ever had in my fucking life. Oh, and he just said he just says real quick, "Yeah, I killed him. I killed this is him. the best fucking yeah, hamburger I've ever had." He just goes through it real fast. I bet I you the, there's, there's a clothes over there. To be honest, I bet you that is the best hamburger he's ever had. Look oh good. well, yeah. He probably knows he should be dead. He yeah. should be fucking dead. He, he should have be, been dead. He should be really, really Do you dead. Of miracles. He should be the fucking dead, my friend. Yeah, they're just missing that scene. Yep. And and so Clarence eating the burger, and then uh, Alabama once again starts crying, and he's like, "Hey, you crying? Why are you crying for that? That low life? He doesn't deserve one of your tears. He doesn't that deserve one of your tears." So so what? So, uh, so what, what was it? What the fuck? Do you know? This is what he's yelling at he's her face. Yelling Do at you her. fucking love him? Do that you was, fucking love that him? That was so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> they and we're back to the theme of the movie, yeah. which is love, love story, so dumb that you do stupid it's a stuff. Love story. Oh, they in love. Oh, not only is it a love story, but like if it hasn't become apparent yet, just like the the story never stops moving and it goes so many places. It's it's it, it, this this movie is is I call it Quentin's Odyssey. There's so much left to talk about too. We haven't even it's, gotten. We're about to get to the dad hey guys, scene. It's, it's, <laughs> we're about to start the second act. And this is this. The, that's what I'm saying. Like this is where the movie goes full tilt into that direction. Yeah, because it's, it's really Alabama heavy. opens up her duffel bag because it looks just like her duffel bag. Sure, it does. And she looks in it and she's just like, "Oh, that's not my clothes." Because it's a whole bunch of coke. It's, just uncut cocaine, uncut Columbia, Pure just bags and bags cocaine. in a suitcase, just suitcase a, a bags bag full of filled it. with uncut cocaine. And this is the '90s when that shit was like almost as popular as it is as now. It no. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the thing now. Like this, so this is a thing now, and they just kind of yeah. laugh about it too. It's actually they're, the they're movie, like, but like, they don't—they don't act like it's the movie. It's like the movie staring them in the oh, face, and they're like, eh, "Whatever, just, movie." Just immediately, you know, like, okay, so not only is it just horrible to have this, because what if anybody who is rational and logical <laughs> saw me with this? I would, I would. Like, if I saw you with that, I'd be like, <laughs> "We're not hanging out with Chad anymore." <laughs> that's a. That's he's, a. <laughs> he's not invited to Taco Tuesday anymore. I'm never sorry, a, folks. Never again. No more fellow <laughs> Latin. Never. Yep. Again. Because I would just always bring it with me. Yeah, for and nerve of losing be- it. Because because like I don't want to be gunned down in broad daylight. And I don't. Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. Like, we mainly hang out. At but night. like that's just like I'm just talking about legal implications. That's like you. just yeah. just in terms of legal implications, you don't want to be anywhere near that. Not only that, but if you aren't supposed to have that, then that means someone is missing it, and if, and if somebody's going to notice that much of. That specific thing missing. No, and that becomes a theme of the it. movie. <laughs> that's the plot, really. The movie, the really movie actually plot. starts he took, like right he here. Took that drugs and who's missing it? And that's 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 where they start their odyssey. Oh, they are the music. forced to leave. The, uh, one one thing about the music I want to mention from the beginning of the of the title credits, there's a marimba theme played. It's, and it's, it's just a, chords. It's just chords uh, played. It's like da 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 da. 
But it's da, so da. Like, but it's light. Like, it's light. It's happy. It's supposed to be like romantic. And it always kind of plays in these like love moments between uh, Clarence and Alabama. And it, I think it happens when they're looking at the cocaine. Just this marimba theme well, starts well, that's, again. That's, you know? that's the thing. It doesn't just happen like during typical love type moments. Sometimes it happens during really fucked up moments that do somehow bring them closer together. Which is pretty much every moment in their yeah. love story. Like, this, <laughs> like, this is really inappropriate music to be hearing considering what we're looking at right now. There's a scene where they kind of collect themselves after something awful happens and that music plays again. Like, yeah. like it, it have, I'm, but we're ju- I'll, when we get to it, I'll talk about it, but it's just like, it's not what you should be doing. Yeah, It's just reminiscing about your three day long marriage when this crazy stuff happens. So like the theme is good, but it, and it is constant and it's nice to understand, but it's also eventually I get used to it and I just accept it. Exactly. But it comes in weird places. It, it, I really think it's more like a thing of, they just put it as filler, but if you have I, the I mindset, feel like, I feel like in a lot of ways it was inspiration for it's always sunny. You know what I mean? Possibly, yeah. Oh, the, it the, does the sound kind of it's kind of yeah, playful. Yeah, the they, yeah, they it's a little playful. They, that whimsical kind of. But happy I feel like they saw like the filmmaker saw it more. As, I feel like the filmmaker saw it more as filler. I disagree. I don't okay. think that was the point. I think it was just like, hey, you know what's completely opposite to what we just saw happen on on the screen? This music. Can I take a third? I think I have a third stance. I think it's actually just like a like a a, a character, a motif they're using throughout the movie to symbolize the love between Clarence and Alabama. And I think, I think that's it a little just bit runs it too. I think it just runs through the movie. Yeah, but like do they character. use it accurately every time? Is it appropriate? I'd have to watch again, but I'm pretty sure it's it never comes in when they're yelling and about to shoot. It's always yeah. after they're like, okay, yeah. something awful just happened. Okay, that makes it sense. comes and we're back like down coming to back together. That makes sense. Now, who who wants to talk about um, who plays Clarence's dad? I'll because, do it. All right, yeah, because I love this portrayal. So you we mean come King a- Koopa himself. <laughs> how how dare how you? How dare you bring up that movie? How dare you bring up the podcast. movie that shall not be named? <laughs> oh man! How dare you? Oh, you you, you just you just compared the movie to Wow. Okay. You're on yeah. thin ice. How That's- dare you? Well, if that says anything about that movie, that's the, that's the thing is I don't think you're wrong. No, uh, no. What no. am I wrong? Often. But anyways, <laughs> anyway, tell us, tell, us about, yeah. tell us about King Koopa. King. All right, so King Koopa shows up. We have my friends, the director of one of my favorite movies, Easy Rider, and all this crazy stuff. If you saw a movie and was like, "Hey, what's the name of that crazy guy?" It's this dude, Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Dennis <laughs> Hopper's Hopper. in it. Yeah, he shows up with his dog. He's a security guard. Are you he kidding me, man? Place. I'm Billy. I'm Billy. And he's crazy, man. He's like, you know, hey, man, if you don't watch, you ain't going to have a head. <laughs> Just crazy Dennis Hopper stuff. Oh, Easy Rider. But he, have you seen Easy Rider, Asher? Oh, yes, I've seen oh, it. Oh, who hasn't Sorry, seen we it? Can't use it yet. I was yeah. just uh, hoping. Grace may have not seen Easy Rider. Well, we will find, find a way. About. Hippie cinema finds a way. It does. Anyway, so he does. And he, so it's just Dennis Hopper with his dog. He's ending his shift as a security guard. He goes to his home, which is some crappy trailer by the train track somewhere in Detroit. Clarence is there. Find out this is Clarence's dad. Fantastic casting as Clarence's dad, just because of the portrayal, oh, because I I believe it. And great, oh, yeah. great casting by the train too. Every time it rolls by, I believe it. Oh yeah. Oh, that train is so. The CGI is fantastic. At this <laughs> moment, uh, the train really it looks, looks just like a train, like a real train. So Clarence is there. He tells his dad that, oh, this is my new wife, Alabama. He didn't say anything because um, they don't talk. Because they don't talk. Well, it comes out they haven't spoken in about three I years. I haven't seen you in three years. We haven't spoken in two years. And you come in here 
like a bulldozer, you know. And by the way, the reason he comes to his dad is he's asking him after after Alabama leaves. He asks Alabama to go buy some beer. By the way, it's like nine in the morning. Hey, hey, hey. He's hey. like, hey. Different people have different priorities. I don't judge that. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, for- Clarence has had, he's had, he's had a day. And his dad just got off work. So it's his five o'clock. Yeah. I'm so, not going to say it's that time in a different place. But, but it's, it's that time in a different place. But it turns out it sounds like Clarence's dad is an alcoholic. So he's like, no, 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 no. It makes sense. So anyhow, um, Alabama goes and runs off to buy uh, uh, Clarence beer. And he talks to his dad. And he's like, hey, um, I need you to do me a favor for me. I doggy, may... Doggy, doggy, daddy. Have just killed these <laughs> this, this, dr- this pimp, this pimp, and yeah, all pimp of his people, dealer. and his protege. Can you go and find out Side if like anyone dude. knows about that? Because he used to be a cop, and he, he can talk to his buddies who are still in the force, right? Yeah, and it, it really it gives the the the, the ever so silent hint of a bit of backstory of you think Clarence's dad used to be on the force, but he's so much of an alcoholic that he got kicked off. Right. Yeah. Which has to be a they, they big do, alcoholic. They do a really good job of just implying character traits about his dad. Yeah, exactly. Because of this crazy, crazy cast that's all over the place. And it, and it trusts the audience to just like be able to put together. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Clarence has a meaningful talk where he's like, hey, how can you expect me to go and talk to my police buddies? How do you expect me to go and like he because he's implying you're 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 helping me cover up. Doesn't the murder he say something that's you like committed? I still drink with those guys at like the VFW or something like that. I, like I, like I, still, I see him for bowling yeah. on Thursdays right. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then Clarence says, hey, look, I, because I've never asked you for anything. He's like, I was one of the only people. That wasn't yelling at you when you were drinking all the time. When mom walked out. When mom walked out, I was still there. And I've ne- and he said this, I've never, a- he, he looked at him, he said, have I ever asked you for anything? And Dennis Hopper just was silent, kind of like looking at the ground. He's like, exactly. I wouldn't be asking you for this unless I really needed it. And I really need it. And that performance that he gives convinces his father. He's like, okay, I'm going to go. And King Koopa. Hey, 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 so hey, you stop bringing up that goddamn movie. Not only that, <laughs> only that. To talk about art. <laughs> Dennis Hopper is a cinema legend. You show respect. <laughs> you have yeah. to have once referred to him as Dennis Sir Hopper. <laughs> so King Koopa. Oh, uh, you bastard! <laughs> you bastard! Yeah. Uh, I, well, I don't know what you guys wanted me to do. He. <laughs> 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 He sees Clarence's side because he puts up a very convincing argument. With and, his son, he has this, to, kind of a weird uh, way. Well, well yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, and Clarence is right. Like, he he has been that guy. Like, it, it was just the right thing to do. He, he puts his feelers out. He determines that there's, that there's nothing really going on um, as far as, like, the police are concerned. Like they, it was, they think it's drug related, right? Because the cocaine is missing, right? They just think that it's a robbery, Which and that's what happened. Clarence never told his father. Oh yeah, and I also have a duffel bag full of uncut cocaine. No, yeah. didn't, didn't mention that. Never nope. mentioned it. Mention yeah, it. That's a good good idea, not to mention but that. Told to told him that told him, or and, and he did ask for some money. I think. Or, yeah, or it was, was a tiny part of the story. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know because he mentions it later. In the scene of scenes, he might have. He, I, he I gave them five hundred dollars for a. Uh, if he's for trying to bit. make it out west, he he very easily could have needed money. Possibly, yeah. Um, and you know, not just, but anyways, anyways. So the, so that's how that happens, and then you know he agrees. There's nothing going on, so he leaves, and that's whenever they decide to head out west because Clarence calls his buddy. Oh yeah, actor in L.A. The actor in L.A. who is trying to get jobs. That's the nicest uh, thing I can say. And, 
trying real, real really hard. hard. He's like auditioning actually, for like TJ Hooker, which is weird because that wasn't a show at the time. We get to see him audition. Oh, unless it's the new TJ oh, Hooker. Oh, man. Um, what was what was that guy's name? Oh, I'm trying to remember the actor. You, you and he's good. Yeah, no, yeah. Dick, Dick Ritchie. Yeah, Michael, That's it. Michael yeah. Rappaport. Michael yeah. Rappaport. Dick Ritchie. He, yeah, he's a stand-up, and he's really funny. He's like a proto Bill Hick. Uh, no, sorry, Bill Burr. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, a he little reminds bit. Me a lot I can see that. that. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. But no, we get to see him do an audition for the T.J. Hooker. <laughs> it's awful. It's just so bad. He's like, okay, yeah, I'm driving. <laughs> oh, get, get out. Go get, shoot him. Get him. Get him. <laughs> Get him off the hood of our car that we're driving in this crime. Spoiler alert, he does get the role somehow. But anyways. Oh, yeah, that's the big spoiler everyone's worried about. <laughs> Ruin the movie. Does he get the movie role ruined. in the uh, new adventures of TJ Hooker? It, I mean, you know, just it gives away plot points for the for the show. Shocker. But so, so it establishes him out in L.A., he gets the call from Clarence well, as on he's the toilet? on the way. Because you know how you answer the phone on the toilet? Oh, yeah, of course. And well, I mean, like this is the 90s. Like, it's, like we didn't have cell phones, so <laughs> okay, it wasn't so fair. easy to get back to people. I didn't know what you were going with by referencing the 90s at first. Yeah, yeah. It was was just there a like, thing in oh, the 90s shit. of answering phones on toilet? Uh, oh, toilets? shit, somebody's yeah. calling me, and it might be really difficult to get a hold of whoever that is later. I better Let me drag the is. cord yeah. of the phone into this separate room. It was a different time. And then time. answer it. Oh man, it's great. I mean, it, I mean, it was like you know we 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 all remember the remember the nineties. I think this is. I would put this in top five most famous scenes in the movie. Is the phone booth scene. He oh, calls yeah. his Hello, buddy. Yeah, he baby. calls him baby. Uh, he calls his buddy. It like basically tells him you you need to go read a letter I wrote you. I can't talk about this over the phone. You need to go read this letter. Yeah, he introduces him yeah, to Alabama. Them phones. And then while they're in the phone booth, they just start getting it on, man. They just like they go like he the she like he's just on the phone with them and they're like, Hey, look, look, we gotta run right now. But uh, you know, you just read that letter and then they just literally do it and it's broad daylight next to a highway in probably New Mexico, I'm guessing, or something like that. Like some Southwestern state and it does kind of have, it does have that look to it. Like, like, uh, I never like, thought about it, but it's, they like, stop it's got in, a lot of I think it's Nevada because they stop in like but Reno yeah, or from, Vegas to get clothes and stuff, right? Because from, from Detroit to, to LA, that's a that's a drive, that's a haul, but you only see desert and they stop somewhere and they got like just like the craziest clothes that they picked up and food and stuff. So I, I imagine somewhere it's kind of like kitschy, like Carson City. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I can see well, that. And, and I bring up the scene because uh, it's well shot because they, they do it in a phone booth and, he, and he's and he got to like push up against a Because they're in love. And, yeah. And, and I'm like, it's the, not nasty. You know how you're in love like, and you have sex in, in a phone booth? Like, they're and just some so of the, in love. When they see each other, sometimes they just have to do this. And some of the best shots from that, I feel like, are on the like like from the outside of the phone booth. Yeah, it's great. Like where you see the desert. Like, I, the I don't know, man. That... Close up of him stepping on the phone book is. Uh, oh yeah, you see him stepping on the phone book so he can that's get a, get better traction. Hey, that's a that's a funny aside if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good shot. I think that's a damn good is. shot. Yeah. It is. They, yeah. Contextually, if you just saw it by itself, anyways. So they do it in a phone booth. They uh, tell their buddy they're coming out and they're heading on their way to the West Coast. Meanwhile, at the father's place, one of I would say. Okay, are we there? 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 Are there? Okay, this this is the scene. This is one of the two big character versus character scenes of this movie. Absolutely, there are two of them. Mm -hmm. This is the first one. You're right. There are two. This is the scene that sold me on the movie because when I was. uh, This is probably the most infamous scene of the movie. I think so. Um, when I was uh, when I first heard of this movie a few years back, I was working at some restaurant, 
And someone said, they were talking about True Romance. I'm like, oh, I've never seen it. He goes, you've never seen that movie? And then they just go down the list of people who's in it. And they're like, there's a bunch of people in like one or two scenes. But dude, the one scene... Because it's an odyssey. It's an odyssey. But the one scene is Dennis Hopper versus, versus Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. Hey! Hey! Wow! Hey. Oh, wow. We Boy! Just gave, we Playing just gave, Don we just, Vincenzo. We just gave a name. vehicle for Sam to do his Walken impression. That's a... That's what the world needs. You, you didn't know. This is why we watched the movie. This is going to take a while. We're going to let this play out. I did, okay, what, yeah. I did what I needed to do. Okay, so, 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 so Mr. Clarence, uh, I don't know his, uh, Mr. Worley. Let's call him Clarence Sr. Clarence Sr. That, that, that makes sense, mm -hmm. actually. His name like, is Clifford. Cliff. So Clarence Sr., <laughs> <laughs> uh, he goes home and he gets knocked out. His dog runs off. He go, gets home and he gets knocked out. And he wakes up and his hands are tied. He gets spooked. It's, and his hands are tied, and there are many members of the Italian mafia around him, including behind him a, uh, as yet to be discovered, uh, James Gandolfini, just playing the guy and standing behind him. And that's a lot of the people in this movie. It's like they weren't yeah. quite big names yet. Yeah. Gary Oldman, Gandolfini, Rappaport, and Brad some, Pitt. Later on, yeah, we're some talk guy about named Brad. Even, even Val Kilmer. I mean, well, I mean, no. like, I mean, I guess he. Val Kilmer, no, Val Kilmer had done the doors. He had no, done, you're right. You're he had right. done yeah. Top Gun too, right? And Top Gun. He'd done Top Gun. So he was actually probably one of the. He's probably one of the bigger stars yeah, in the movie. Yeah, Christian, Christian Slater was bigger at the time. And he you was, never see his face. And you never see his <laughs> face. But Christian Slater was bigger at the time, too. That's why it's one of his best performances. Talk about with your aces. Christian, Christian Slater had done Heathers and... I'm going to throw it in there. Young Guns, too. I'm sure that made a, a bunch of... A buttload of money. I mean, a buttload of, like, 80s money. Yeah, 80s money. Uh, so, <laughs> like, money just covered in cocaine? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're saying the same thing, Asher. You don't realize it. So they, this scene happens, and he's trying to figure out what happens. And uh, Chris Walkins, um, you find out that when Drexel took the ID out of uh, uh, Clarence's wallet, Clarence. fell on the ground, and it was found at the yep. scene of the crime. But the but the cops didn't find it because no, well, they didn't work hard enough. I, I feel like a certain cop found it and kept it quiet until he gave it to the right people. I feel like that's what happened. No man, you you, you see the you see the Italians show up. At the, at the scene. Yeah, my, I always assumed they had a cop on the payroll who up. found that and kept it quiet so they can help them find their coke. That's what I think happened. I don't think it's like... I mean, that's not unreasonable, but I, there's nothing I, in the movie that points me in that direction. No, it's just kind of my brain. Moving like, on, the, the, yeah. the Italians have his ID. They do have it. They see who it is. Yes. Who probably killed... Drexel mm -hmm. and associate. We don't know him. Like, like that's their thing. They like this on is White an Boy unaffiliated Day. person. Who was this person? And it happened on White Boy Day. Because as it turns out, it was White Boy Day. <laughs> turned out it actually was. Who'd have White thought Boy it was Day. White Boy Day? That one time. That one. You remember that one <laughs> yeah, time man. it was White Boy Day? Just yeah. the once. Seriously, just that. Yeah. So uh. they're there with Clarence Sr. tied up in the chair, and um, Christopher Walken starts asking him, "Hey, look, uh, I don't want you." <laughs> I don't want you to go down the road. Oh, are we all gonna, Do we wins. all have to? We all well, get to do at least do one. You might as well try <laughs> while you're here. I'll I'll do mine later. Okay, he comes in later in the scene. So he he's talking to Clarence Senior and he's like, "Look, you know, your son stole Cliff. some coke from us." Clarence Senior. <laughs> Clarence Senior. The character's name is Cliff. God so damn Clarence Senior is talking. <laughs> and, and 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 like I just Chris, want the world to know his name was Cliff. Chris Walken does like this monologue to like intimidate him because it's probably worked before. Dude, actually, there's a seriously badass oh, line. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the path of the righteous man is beset. No, 
God, God damn it, Sam. Why are you jumping? You're jumping no. too far ahead. Sorry, there is a badass line delivered from Christopher Walken. He, he looks at Clarence Sr. in the face and says, you will never have a better... I'm, I'm, I'm going to be paraphrasing because I can't remember the exact line. But he's like, you, you will be able to tell the angels in heaven today that you never saw evil more seemingly personified as in the face of the man who killed you. And then he goes on to his speech. He tells him he is going to kill him yeah. at the very beginning of his speech by saying, like, when you see the angels at the pearly gates, you can say well, you saw the perfect personification matter- of evil in front of you. Or like, uh, it's, well, it's, it's as, as, as like, a matter of fact, I don't think he planned on killing him. Or maybe but he said like, if, if maybe you do he, this, but James Gandolfini was there when we, you know, retro retroactively know how how uh, gruesome that guy can be in this movie. Yeah, because at this point, maybe the, he was going to be the one. At this point in the scene, all you do, if this is your first time watching it, all you know is that's the guy from Sopranos. You don't know what's going to happen in the next scene, which is ridiculous. Jumping but ahead but, of he, but he goes on with the speech. And he says, you know, hey, look, your son basically did this, stole some coke from us, killed our boy that we were in we were in cahoots with, and you shouldn't go down that road, so just tell us where he is, and oh, uh, well, he everything goes, will be fine. Well, he goes about the thing of about... Um, but be quick. It'll be fast. Yeah, he's just like, save your time. But he does that thing of like, don't lie. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm Sicilian. Sicilians are fantastic liars. I can tell my father 37 ways to tell if a man's lying. And he just goes deep in this whole thing of this like old school mob of don't you lie to me because I'll know what's going on before you even lie. And it's this craziness. And he just kind of goes on and on and on. And it's like, whoa, that guy is not someone who I want to mess with. However, once he is done, Dennis Hopper speaks. May I? Can I? Can I, can, can I get one of those? Oh, yeah. No. Well, oh, they haven't right. gotten there yeah. yet. They haven't gotten there yet because first, Clarence Sr. Sorry, I'm just going to cut in. Clarence Sr., he tries a real straight man approach. He says, look, let me be honest with that. you. I, yeah. haven't, I haven't seen my son in three years. He comes in out of nowhere with this wife. Said he's married. married. They're going on their honeymoon. I gave him 500 bucks. Wedding present. didn't present. tell me where he was going. Wedding present. I honestly I don't know yeah. where they're going. And then James Gandolfini takes a knife. And cuts a big slit right in through his like left Doesn't or right he pour hand. Alcohol on <laughs> and it too? He pours bourbon. And he pours her. bourbon uh, on the cut hand. It burns going down. By the way, every oh, and before and then this, he toss, then he just tosses him a wreck. Well, no, before up. this too, Christopher Walken Clean yourself up. Christopher Walken had punched Clarence Senior in the nose. Remember, that's yeah, one of the like, first he things like, he does. Cliff. He like holds his ring in his face. He goes, "Hey, look at that!" Look at and this. then he punches, and he punches him. him in the face, breaks just his nose, punches Cliff in the face, and they throw. By the way, that's why I'm bringing this up. They throw him a rag after they break his nose. And they throw him a different rag after they cut the slit in his hand. So they're always providing materials to clean yeah, up. They're just constantly. They are professionals. Rags. Have you learned nothing from watching the trailer for Asher? Oh. Professionals are professional. Meta joke. Yep. Yeah. It's, a, it's a movie. It's coming Creating out. our own so universe. Once, so once, then the, once the jig is up, and he knows the jig is up. Oh, the jig and is so far no up. He's no longer worried about it. That's whenever he he asks, asks for, "Hey, can for I get cigarette. one of those cigarettes?" Because he offered him in the beginning. He said, "Hey, you want one of these?" And can he I, said, "No, I'm I'm cool." Can I get one? It's like a classy you cigarette. Know I, uh, it's not a Marlboro. Winchester. It's a Chesterfield. Chesterfield. You know, I uh, I read a lot of history books. <sighs> you know, funny thing. You say you're Sicilian. Hmm. Funny thing about the Sicilians. And then he goes about that. 
And you know what? Go watch the scene. Yeah, like you just go watch it. Go watch the scene. It's super intense. It gets into it. None of us can repeat it. Don't want to repeat it. Let's just say he says something to well, Christopher Walken say, that can't be taken back. Let me <laughs> let me let me just say if if uh, if Dennis Hopper is an egg fruit, is a, is a grapefruit. Christopher Walken. Ooh, 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 don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. That's <laughs> bad. Oh, that's rough. That's even it's, that it's is close. what they it's what they say in the but movie. But he's convincing him something to it's he claims it to be fact. It's pissing the Sicilians off because they're very sensitive to their own genealogy. Because of the Moors. Because of the Moors. And he looks at him and goes, Now your tell great, me. Great, great, great grandmother. Was yeah, was yeah. So now you tell me. Am I lying? Exactly. And then it turns around and Chris Walken is just laughs. eating it up. He's he been just, enjoying the hell out of it. He's like, this guy. He's like, the first guy. This guy. And then he kisses him on the cheek. He kisses him he on the cheek. He loves the guy this much. And he goes to his boy. He turns around. He He's looks like, hey, back at him. That. He kind of gives him a smile. And he turns around. And he yeah. pops a few in him. And he in, says, the, in the head. May in I? the head. He, may, he shoots him in the head. shoots him in the head a couple times. May I? May I handle yes, this? Yes, you can may have I? this. I haven't killed anybody. Since 1984. Yep, he is insane. Christopher Walken is the guy that shoots him in the head. It is him personally. He gets blood on his very nice suit and scarf. It is like. And then there's one hitman there who's actually like a transplant. He like, he doesn't speak English. Hey, he boss. only speaks Italian. Italian. So he's like, "Hey, what happened?" And then the other guy said, "Oh, the guy said blah blah blah." So Don Don Machinzo shot him. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds yeah. about okay. right. Okay. They move on. And then an unknown James Gandolfini says, Hey, boss, prepare to be real happy. Yeah, because the, the phone number of the guy. No, he, he is wrote. The phone number of the address. He, he actually he wrote, just wrote down, the address. He wrote down the address of where of they're the going guy, in LA and it's on the fridge. Going. He's just sitting on, on the fridge. fridge. Hey, look. Hey, hey, boss, there's a plot point over here on the fridge. We're moving on. Well, I mean, he was just trying to stall him, you know? Yeah. Just give him it more works. time to get where they were going. It worked. Yeah, it worked because they still. He, at the I end mean, had the upper I mean, hand. he and that was the thing is that he said right at the very beginning, "You're dying either way." Yeah, I mean, and he's you know, yeah, it, it was, and that's the only time we see Christopher Walken. Don Vincenzo disappears for the rest of the movie because One they scene. send other. Moms. Well, he's not going to go all the way to L.A. He's, he's going to send his lackeys that. to that. But yeah. it's also it's great to have Christopher Nolan do that vibe and have a performance in one scene. We Christopher know Walken do that. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> It's great to see Christopher Walken do that vibrant of a performance in one scene. Oh yeah, yeah. That I mean, this just that scene. That's the scene that sells the movie. Plus like someone a, explained he, it. And he, that's that's kind of what gets me because it's 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 rough and it's it's definitely a product of its time. But it is crazy thing to watch. It's insane. It's yeah. It's very uncomfortable. Very it's uncomfortable. Very but you remember it. It works. Your uncomfortability is not by accident. And then after that. And you realize that Clarence Senior would have never, ever, ever, ever sold out his son. That's the kind of the point of the scene. He's like, I know the address is literally sitting there on the fridge, and that the minute you're done shooting me in well, the I, face, you're probably gonna find it. But well, like, I, well, I think that I think that the interaction that he had with his son was a big, big play into that because the son reminded him. It's just like, hey, did I ever judge you? Did I ever? He owes it down to Clarence. On you. Did I ever come to you asking for anything? He like, owes it to Clarence just to stall for ten minutes, right? Because that's ten minutes more than he can give him. Yep. That's even though it's tiny, it's helpful, and that's him trying to be a good dad. So, dad of the year. Hey, time is a commodity. So Clarence is headed out to L.A., yeah. and now the Italian mob is after him because he's got their coke. And I guess that that's where like 
So things start getting really crazy, like really, really fast. Crazy, really fast. It's like everything just kind of thrown at it's, you. It's like right when they get to California, just stuff starts going wild. Like they 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 talk to their homie in California to work out the deal to meet up with like the dude from the from the movies, the the director going home in a body bag. Yeah, which is a big going deal. Going home in a body bag. It's like uh, working on body bag too. This like this like opus of a type of a, a Vietnam type. Of <laughs> and it's thing. And, and it's the and it's Donnie from Frasier. Yeah, guy. it's that guy. It's that guy, Donnie from Frasier, and the dude who I believe was in the Beverly Hills Cops movies. Yep, Bronson Pinchot. Bronson Pinchot. Who was big to sitcoms in the '80s, and I don't remember that, so I'm moving on now. Oh. And this is where you meet uh, Floyd in this process. Oh yeah, yeah, who's yeah. The roommate of their Hollywood contact. And he ain't do shit but well, sit on the couch and well, smoke weed. Yeah, well, when they first come into California, like, and they they meet up with Dick Ritchie, um, Michael Rappaport. They uh, which balls for naming the character Dick Ritchie. Dick there, Ritchie, come on. <laughs> oh, and he's an actor. <laughs> and so they you probably they get met to, an actor like that called they get Dick to Ritchie. his place and they meet his like loser nothing roommate who needs to get it off of his ass and get a job Floyd Floyd played by uh, some obscure act, actor some, yeah just, just Brad that, that guy from Pied. Thelma and Louise yeah that, that dude that dude from Thelma and Louise no one remembers I want to so, say Pad Britt so <laughs> an up and coming Brad Pitt plays Floyd Dick's roommate. That's even what it says on the IMDb yeah. page. Yeah, and this, this, it it's all plays Floyd for Floyd hyphen Dick's roommate. <laughs> it all plays for laughs. Every scene he's in, two or three of them is just like, yeah, man, because you know he's a he's a, he's a '90s funny. stoner on the couch. That's who yeah. he is. That's yeah, his that's what for that's every what he scene. Does. For every scene. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, man. You just uh, there papers. The, uh, uh, they called in, uh, hotel. Yeah, he's Watch always it. it. You guys want a bowl? You guys want to just hang out, watch some TV? Watch some TV? Watch it, man. Condescending motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll kick your I'll ass. Kick, after kick James... Ass. So later, <laughs> on, yeah, yeah. later on in the movie, James called Gandolfini's character stops by and only Floyd's there and he's asking where the main characters are and Floyd, after he leaves, Floyd... He's like, always giving away so much information to yeah. people he should not be giving <laughs> oh, yeah. information oh, yeah, to. That's kind of the point of it's his character. It's like if the he plot description was a person... He gives directions exactly a lot right. in this movie. He's yeah. always giving gangsters directions of where to go. Physical to directions people. of how to drive <laughs> to yeah, a place. I just, I just like being helpful, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Floyd. He's great. <laughs> that's that's Floyd. So it's uh, Dick and Ritchie's wh- roommate. And, and while Dick Ritchie is trying to hook Clarence up with Bronson Pinchot. Um, because he's no, he's not the guy, but he knows a guy who knows a guy. Yeah, in his character, he's, uh, he's Elliot. Elliot. Takes acting so, classes. So Elliot's, Elliot? Elliot's trying to hook everybody up with uh, with Lee Donowitz. That's the director guy from Donowitz. Donowitz from uh, oh. going going home in a body bag. Producer of going home in a body bag. And that, that's so that's where he where he comes in. He's Dick Ritchie's friend. He's trying to he's trying to get Clarence is trying to win him over mm-hmm. so that he can sell drugs to Donowitz. And it doesn't work at first, but then he kind of well, gets they, on the phone with the they, guy. They meet at uh they meet at the theme park. They have yeah, a meeting yeah. on a roller coaster. Bronson yeah. Pitcho, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they have the meeting. That was a bad move. That was a bad move for Elliot. But he then, he, not ready then for that. he gets on the phone with the guy, and basically do, he does what the only thing Clarence knows how to do. He talks movies to the guy. Yeah. You sell him on to buy a suitcase of Coke. He's like, I got Dr. Shivago, and it is opening big. It is opening weekend. It's like, yeah, 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 I hear you, but I just Sheesh. I don't know if I can get the investors on board with such a big movie this close to award season. <laughs> yeah, just something like movie that. Movie talk. Just, movie talk. But it's yeah. great. It's great code. Yeah. Like it's great code. It's such a fun scene. 
He's like, this is gonna be a classic. Everybody's gonna get a copy. But he hooks, he hooks the, uh, he hooks uh, Donovitz, and he, he gets who then tells Elliot to go forward with the deal because what he's essentially doing is he's like, I've got. He, he charms him. He wins him over. And and the bottom line is he's like, I've got half a million of coke. I'll give it to you for two hundred thousand. He's like, because I because Donovitz isn't even a dealer. It's yeah. just the fact that he just does cocaine and the people he's all around right, do all cocaine. All the Hollywood producers Cause, cause kind of dealers. Because he, he, he can throw a full-on hedonism bot party. Yeah. At, a, at, such, a low cost. at such a low cost. I'll be downstairs replacing batteries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll be bathing in the fountain of cocaine that we can afford with this party. Pardon me by what I disgrace a pheasant. And and so that's like wow, you know we'll just go back into it. That, that's <laughs> yep. probably appealing. So we so you know that's probably appealing. So yeah, he's probably totally. going for it. Yeah. And uh, and 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 Clarence straight up just charms the pants off of him and gets gets the meeting. It totally works. He's just like put Elliot back on the phone and he's just like Elliot, just just get the guy over here. Yeah. And, and don't call me on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, he said, "Don't use said, my name, prank yeah. caller." Wait. Robert, are you calling sorry. me? Are, are you talking to me about this on a phone, Elliot? Yeah, on, on a, a phone, Elliot. I'm on my car phone. Oh man, it's good stuff. It's the car phone in the Porsche, which pays off later. The next thing with Elliot. Because... With the next thing with Elliot, because he's just like blaring down the fucking road. Oh, like, it's so awesome. Oh, it's crazy. Road head. Road, road head. head. Road <laughs> I know what I know, and I know what I like, and what I like is road head. <laughs> We've all gotten that California roadhead oh, driving down the mountainside. Oh, you know, and in Malibu. Of course, and of course he gets pulled over because, because the he's movie driving like it. an asshole. Well, he's, a, he's a dick. And, and, and just like he's just got the worst luck in this movie. No, he you really know what? Does. No, I, 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 I slightly disagree. You make a good point, but I feel like the cops pulled him over for being a dick. And he was driving well ridiculously on the road because yeah. the, it even says that. Oh, yeah, the, he was flying down the highway. Yeah, and, and this girl who's giving him roadhead is sitting in the car with him while they're waiting on the cop to come up. Roadhead, roadhead, <laughs> roadhead. <laughs> I really can't. Man, it's weird. I, I don't know if that worked. That, Not every time. Okay, just for, for clarity's sake, that references a video that was pre-YouTube. <laughs> It was a uh, sick animation. You whippersnappers uh, out there. My year riding with uh, Bin Laden. It was the guy in the car with Bin Laden on a road trip. Of course. Uh, and that's how that's, they relate. That's what we need to be talking about now. Yes. So he gets for pulled, clarity. He, he gets pulled over. He's got a shitload of cocaine on him. He doesn't want to get caught for He's it. He's got a sample, but for some reason his sample is a brick just, in his sports jacket. Just like put jacket. it in your bra. Put it in your purse. He's not going to search you. He's going to search By me. I'm way, driving. You're not driving. Put it in, put, just hide it. Just hide it. Just take it. He's no, I'm not going to take it. Yep, smacks it into his face. He is covered with flour, white flour. It was probably what they used on the set of the movie. Covered in cocaine. He's covered suspension in cocaine. of disbelief. And covered then the cop walks cocaine. up. And she is laughing her ass off. Yep. Because you know why? That's because, pretty funny. Because cocaine's <laughs> a hell of a drug. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And he just looks at the cop with his face covered in cocaine. Hi. just smiles and says, hi. Hi. <laughs> what would you say if that was exactly you? I would just say hi. Yeah. <laughs> what else can you say? I'd let him lead after that. <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't always have to be the guy to it's make uh, the first move. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I know what you're thinking. It's not what it looks like. <laughs> So the next scene is I him would, in the station uh, <laughs> because that's just where it goes to. And then these cops, these like super cops come in that just crazy and want to bust coke addicts. Dude, coke these dealers. cops are They from... are not super cops. They are fucking coked out. And yes, they are coked out. It I, is, you yeah, you I cannot convince me. Out. You cannot convince me that the cops in this sequence are not coked out. Which is they are the, coked it, out 90s the, detectives yeah. that are just gunning for something because they got to have something to they fucking gotta gun win. for, man. They that's gotta, how they win. To be a good cop is to win. And one like, of them, one of them is a uh, nice guy, Eddie. 
Nice guy. And, 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 and the other one's Sean uh, not Sean Finn. Chris Finn. Yeah, it's Chris Finn. The other one is Sarge from uh, Saving Private Ryan. It's a uh, Tom Sizemore. Sizemore. Mm-hmm. It was the heyday of Sizemore. And just like like you cannot convince me that both characters are not like coked out cops in the. Oh yeah, days. totally. They definitely are. Just gunning for it. Because they're kind of crazy. And they, they, they catch on to the whole deal because Pencho's willing to talk about all the shit that his boss is into. Which is just enough to be a win. It's not oh, so much that he's oh, a yeah. big wait, dealer. Wait. It's we, a half a million dollars but, worth of uncut but Colombian it's not just, cocaine I don't think it's that for the cops. It's not so much that he's a giant dealer. I'm sure there's bigger drug dealers. I feel like the cops are like, I want to bust a Hollywood No, 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 no. You guys forgot. I mean, no, 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 no. That will you look guys awesome. have forgotten. It, there's a key yeah. point of the plot. There's a reason they're so into his story. Clarence, in his effort to bullshit his way into Elliot and into the director's good graces, he told they were they kept asking him, "Hey, you're giving us all this cocaine for such a great deal. Where did you get it? Where did you get half a million in coke? You're going to let go for two hundred thousand. And he told them, "I know a dirty cop I on know the a force dirty cop. who stole cocaine. Oh, that's right. Who he stole cocaine from the police from the evidence room. He even says Detroit." In Detroit, and that's why the cops bite so hard on this story oh, because they're yeah, like, because Elliot thinks that's it's true. true. Well, that's to how they Elliot, sell it to their true. boss. Yeah. There's that scene where they sell it to their captain, and it's just like, this is a dirty cop, captain. We gotta bust this guy for the greater good, and it's bullshit. Oh. Yeah, because they are definitely on cocaine. They are also yeah. fantastic salesmen. Yep. <laughs> So and that's then, really what this movie is about—a salesmanship. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Boss gives them the go-ahead to to put a wire on Elliot, who agrees to this for a lead that is not true. It's something Clarence made up. It's not <laughs> not true. It's just it's just over embellished. No, he did not get it from a dirty cop. He stole he it from the from Italian a, from mob, who are chasing him at this mob, very moment. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? He took their jobs. He took their jobs. I don't even think to this point that Clarence knows that that's mob coke until the scene with Alabama. No, he doesn't know that it's mob coke, but he has to know that somebody's looking for it. Somebody's looking for it, but he that really hits he home. He made up a story about it. He did. However, that really hits home with the scene with Alabama. Yeah, because that's where we are now. Because James Gandolfini's already showed up in town. He's talked to Floyd. He's looking for him. And, Floyd gives him the hotel. And, and Clarence is off trying to sell the coke. No, he was off to get food. Yeah, oh, no, he's getting right. burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going getting down burgers the, again. The, the, he's got to go the, find the, the best. Give me the biggest, baddest burger you got. And he's off doing that. Alabama's back at the hotel, just being a '90s hottie. 90s James Gandolfini is already in the room. Yep, with a shotgun. With a shotgun, and she just turns around and she's just like, "Hi." She plays a funny game that uh, Alabama. She but just it works. laughs. She acts like, "Oh, it's it's not a big deal. You're she here." She carries on with it. Yeah. She just acts like it's not a big deal, and he's and that's yeah. She's just like Clarence. They kind of like act like it's not a big deal. You're so cool. You're so cool. James Gandolfini's like, "Oh, you look so pretty." Oh, um, well, the first thing out of his mouth is because she turns around, and sees him. He starts. She starts giggling. He kind of laughs, and after they're both done with their laughing fits, he goes, "Where's the coke, Alabama?" Where's, where's the coke? Where's the coke? And she says, "Where's the coke?" I don't know, but there's a Pepsi machine down the hall. Yeah, she's like, yeah. "My name's Sadie." My name's Sadie. But there's a Pepsi machine down the hall if you're looking for. And he's just like, "Just tell me where the coke is." And she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And she's super sweet. And this is the second. This scene. is the second character. The second character, character versus character. 
it is brutal. A little bit different than the first scene because we have a well-established well, character versus a character that is fighting for establishment. And this one isn't a battle of wits. It's not a battle of words. It's a battle of just sheer force. Of, uh, yeah, just hitting the shit. It's mainly Although, him beating the, end, the shit out of Alabama. It's Alabama seeing how much she can take while she waits for her moment. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. And he beats she the shit out of her. He up. beats the shit out of Looking her. Looking for the code. A lot of it. And Tony Scott does not shy away from showing that. No. Like you, you it's, see her go through this. By the way, the cocaine is under the bed. That's the thing. The whole time, as Tony Soprano's looking, as like beating the hell out of her, beating her up. He wants to find the coke. He's just like, you couldn't have possibly put it under the bed. Nobody. Who would put that under the bed? I can't believe I never checked under the fucking bed. I looked all over the goddamn room, never checked under the fucking bed. How how stupid am I? I never checked under the bed. So he's like playing out the kitschiness of like the scene. Well, beating the hell out of her, and then he, he, open, he, he opens the, he opens up a little bit. No, he, he opens up the suitcase to make sure the, cane, the yeah. cocaine is there. And that's all like, of I it. can't believe I'm so stupid. I left this here. He also kind of like opens up for a minute while she's just there dealing with it because he feels bad. He beats the shit out of her. He takes a break because he kind of feels bad. And he opens up oh, to her. He talks might, about his first yeah, hit. Right? He says the first one's super hard. Super hard. You vomit on the first one. Second one's easier, but the first one, that first time, that's the son of a bitch. Yeah, and he says off. the second one's not easy too. But he says it's, it's a little faster. bit easier. It's a little bit easier, a little bit faster. I got gets, sick before my first time. It's a little bit easier every time, then eventually you start to like it. And then he's just like, by this point, I don't even fucking, I don't even No, feel this anything. is exactly what he says. He's like, at this point. I don't feel a fucking thing. No, he, no, he says right? this. He says this. At this point, I kill them just to see their expressions change. Just cold as, and he's looking at a lighter. He's looking at a Zippo lighter. A, he's he keeps just flipping on it. and off. It's just like clink. Click, click. He's not even looking at her. He's just looking at this flame. He's and like, like Alabama's just, just see their facial there in pain, change. just dealing with it, waiting for him to finish. He finds the coke, acts stupid. He's like, well, I got the coke, so this is it. And he tries to have like a, this moment to moment with Alabama, who he beat the shit out of. And he wants to like have like a, she, a sweet send off. But, like, well, like, but like, he, he's like, I'm sorry, darling. We reached the end of our rope. He's being like all flirty and stuff. And she puts up. Well, he he kind of he kind of respects her because she took she's such got a fight. beating. She hold she holds up a like, corkscrew. That's, she that's, finds a corkscrew. That's kind of fucked up. He kind of respects her because she took that beating and she's still kicking. Yeah, she's he not says lying he got out cold on the floor. He she's says still it kicking. like, oh, you got hard, but really, it's like, oh, damn, look 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 at this awful thing that happened to you. You're still kicking back because she holds up a corkscrew, right? It's and like and she's she, got a gun she, in she her face up. and she just holds she up a corkscrew, with, like yielding a corkscrew like above her fucking head, and he's just like, oh, look at that, you. You're a fighter. And, and he rips his, his shirt. He's wearing a button-up shirt. Oh, that's right. Sta- he's like, come stab me, baby. Come on, come stab on. me. Come on, you get one I'll shot. I'll give you one, one shot. shot. I'll give you one shot. You only got one shot. Give it to me. Give it to Daddy. Give it, give it to Daddy. She shoves that corkscrew right in his foot, in his foot which he didn't which, expect. Which, yes. He, she just shoves that thing right down into his foot, into the ground. And that allows her to get control of the shotgun. Mm-hmm. And before the shotgun, before the shotgun, he punches her away. No, he punches her in the face when he's trying to get the corkscrew out. Yeah. She finds a bottle of hairspray, grabs his oh, lighter, right. and, she, oh and right God, as he turns around, she, he, she's, she sets that motherfucker on fire, and that's what spins him out of control. That's how crazy the scene is. Yeah. Someone you, is set on fire, and I you forgot. Forget, you forget <laughs> someone was set on fire, because then she finds the shotgun. Because everything else is so intense. 
Then she finds and, and the then, shotgun. And then it's like pump action shotgun, and she's just like unloading into his face. It's like four or five times. She just runs out of ammunition. And, yeah, and, and she's just him. like, she just like, I am fucking woman scream. She's with every shot she pulls off, it's then she's then she fuck. uses the butt Ooh. of the gun as a club yeah, and just she to beat the shit out of him. The like, pulpy body of her oh, kill God. just <laughs> standing over Damn. him. Damn. It's so brutal. Brutal. One of the most brutal things I've ever you seen. You feel so but happy does, for her. But he for her. deserved it, and she earned it. Yeah, she earned like, it. It was it was uh, so uncomfortable it, getting here, but she earned it, and he deserved it. It symbolized violence against women, and then the uh, outcry against that. That's exactly what I thought that scene was. If anything, it was like if you could cons- if you could condense Assassination Nation down to a scene. I it's think that, that's it's it. That, it's it's even the second half of that scene, not even the whole Woo. scene. Woo. They yeah, can go by with, if we go by have that scene. Assassination Nation is. Uh, it's just like, let's make a movie about that. By the way, randomly throughout this scene while they're fighting, it'll cut back to Clarence who is leisurely ordering burgers. He's like taking his time ordering burgers. He's and in then, LA, he's got a deal coming, he wants out the burgers. Of doing that to tell a random guy on the street, like who's sitting there reading an article, it's the best fucking Nubs Presley article that I've ever read. That's the best fucking. Yeah, you brought that up earlier. Like. I did. I thought it was Quentin Tarantino, but I don't think it is. I, don't, I, I thought it was playing a cameo when I first saw I it. I don't believe not. it's a Quentin Tarantino cameo I because he's... I, mean, I, I would remember that. Here's the deal. Like I, I would remember that. that, but I don't believe it's a Quentin Tarantino cameo because... Didn't involve feet? I, mean, I was yeah, going to say... Part of it. Okay, no. I believe it wasn't a Tarantino cameo because the character had no lines. Oh, Tarantino yeah, has to be let loose. Well, yeah, if Tarantino's going to do a cameo, he's got to be let loose. He had a couple of like lead-in lines, but yeah, like he didn't get to do an Australian accent or anything like <laughs> that. So, so anyhow, Clarence gets back to Alabama, finds her where she is, <laughs> good enough, bloodied yeah. over a pulpy corpse, and then he's like, "Okay, I'm." He's freaked out, but he's like, "We got to get out of here right now because the cops are going to obviously show up. There's shotgun shots. There's blood." Fucking everywhere. Oh yeah. He grabs Alabama. He grabs the suitcase. The optics of coke, here are bad. He grabs the suitcase of coke and they get the fuck out of there. And he's obviously pretty torn up. He's pretty torn up that this has happened to his wife. You know. He's, oh yeah. She's she's almost dead. But I mean, she's beaten to the. But it, they have that scene though where he's taking care of her. And that's where the music comes back. Yep. In the airport, they're outside of an airport on an. So weird because it's like a love theme. But everything that just happens crazy. Maybe it's more of a reminder. The music of the love between both of them. Yeah, that's why I think it's a motive. It just shows yeah, up when it represents just them loving each other amidst all of the insanity of of the decisions oh, they made and the, the lives of, of they're living. You know? Of Quentin's odyssey. So they do that. They're still going to do the drug deal. Oh, yeah, of course. They've come all this way. The Italian mafia shows up. You see a hotel room where they well, literally you just see them loading guns for like five, right? The, the five time like up, seconds. Like Bronson Pinchot is the guy on the inside for the cops, and that's mm. like down the hall from the mobsters or something. The it's mobsters ridiculous. are just waiting outside, just waiting to bust in the door, plus to disrupt the deal because they know that's where the coke is. Plus, Donowitz has two of his own guys. Donowitz has like a team of people. He has two main guys. He has two main guys. They are crazy. And the the the, the blonde haired dude, the the with the with the nineties ponytail. Uh-huh. That guy's that guy's pretty, you know, off the rails apparently. He's crazy. And what's weird is I can't remember the name of the uh you know what? No, I think it is. Uh I believe he was the friendly neighbor on the sitcom of I want to say the the Hughley show the Dale Hughley thing that guy wow that's the only that's other reference that's a deep cut and I only bring it up 
because that in True Romance is the only things I remember this guy from, and he's that's a deeper completely cut opposite characters, and it was fantastic. He's the blonde with the machine gun. Yeah, he yells, he hates cops, and also played the bubbly dad, friendly scene. neighbor. A few years I hate later, it's crazy. Cops. He's the guy who gives Clarence a hard time because when they come he's, in, he's probably coked out too. Let's when be he, when they when he comes in, Clarence they it reveals they they search them and they find the uh, they're like, hey, we're gonna have to pat you down. And Clarence says, hey, no need, I'll just show you. I've got this. He lifts up yeah, his shirt. Yeah, I've got shows this him gun. the gun. He's this like, hey, I'm just gonna show you. I have a gun. Why would it? you bring a gun deal to this? And he's like, cause it's mm-hmm. a drug deal. Why, and he why says do this, you have guns? Yeah, he says that because we're like, tall and badass and on coke, so we just brought our guns. Same reason you have guns. And then we all have guns. Uh, the movie producer walks in. The director walks in, and basically Clarence and he's shows just like him. I like his style. Let him keep the gun. He this lets guy, him keep the this, gun. This guy's charming the pants off of me. And, and Let him keep Clarence the gun. Pulls out the gun, and they almost shoot him because he pulls out the gun. He's like, "Hey, like, look! No, I like, if like, you say, I'll just leave the gun right here on the table. It's all up to you." And he, in the movie, so director's like, keep like, your property. It's your property. Keep it. Like, nah, it should be okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. We're buddies now. Mm-hmm. Buddies doing coke deals. And so the so the so the scene goes Elliot's on. Wearing the deal wearing a wire. Keeps going. Elliot's wearing a wire. He's wire. acting all weird we, and paranoid. We well, he's just kind of sitting over in the corner quietly, really. But he also oh, we, does weird things. So, like, he starts laughing for no reason at one point. He's I hate, freaked out. I hate yeah. to bring up yeah. more. Yeah. He does, yeah. I hate to bring up he's more. He's a bad snitch. I hate to bring up more detail like first in this movie that we've already <laughs> talked Lucky. a lot about every detail. But there's an amazing scene when it's Elliot, Alabama, and Clarence. They get in the elevator to go up to meet the producer and Clarence knows something is wrong. Oh, yeah. And he just takes he, out his he gun. He hits the emergency stop. He hits the emergency stop. He takes out his gun. He bu- Oh, and his friend is there, the acting friend. I keep forgetting. Dick, Dick Ritchie yeah, in Dick Alabama. And, and, and he, just tries, he just puts his gun. Get him. <laughs> so he puts his gun. Right in his face. Oh, Right in his face and says, I know something is up. You tell me what's oh, waiting upstairs yeah, for us. You tell yeah. us what's waiting right now, or and, I will and, blow your brains and, all over this elevator right now. And ha- talk. Half oh, of the this scene. Clarence kid, this Clarence kid, he's got balls. Exactly. Yeah, dude, balls. dude half, of the scene, half of the scene of the cops reacting to it would be like, this kid's crazy, as opposed to stopping a possible murder. <laughs> They're like... Our snitch oh, sure has on. a tough hold time ahead there. of him. Hold in there, Elliot. You can do this, Elliot. Do Come it. on, do Elliot. It. At one you point, one of the cops is like, oh, he's getting shot. He's they're definitely like, getting seriously. shot. <laughs> they're listening to this like it's their fantasy game. Yeah, like, they're like, just listening that to At one game. point, they're like, oh, he's fine. They're like, he's about to get shot. He's about to get shot. And he's getting up, he listens. He listens. He puts his hands to his ear, his ear, like it's Sting and it's We Are the World. He's like, got to like tune in to what is happening. It's ridiculous. And then Clarence, let it Let's it go. It, no, like, it's hey, because man, Elliot I, I doesn't just break. Needed, I needed to yeah. know that you were on the level. No, no, it just, Elliot breaks. No, no, just, he just says, someone no, no, come save does. me. He says, someone come save He's me. Like, I just want someone me, to come, come save me. Come but save it's me, vague enough. Me. It's vague enough that... That Clarence buys it. He doesn't He doesn't pick up yeah. that that's it's, what it it's is. It's actually and the Fed should come save him. To Clarence, it's just a breakdown. Hey, I just needed to know that you were okay. I didn't know if you were okay. I needed to know that you are okay. So, okay, I know you're okay. Then they go I'm okay, you're okay. They're getting the drug deal underway. And by the way, it's imperative to the uh, the feds who have Elliot wired. It's imperative that they hear the – what's the uh, – Donowitz? They hear Donowitz uh, agree to buy the to, drugs. Yeah. He has to agree to buy it. They can't just have them there talking about it. He has to agree. you got to get them on tape because they'll use it in court yeah. later. Otherwise, it's just possession. Otherwise, it's just possession. It's yeah. not actually like dealing drugs. So – one of the things that happens is that they're doing the deal, and then Donowitz turns to Clarence and says, "Hey, 
you know, my parents told me when I was growing up that if it deals too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Walk with me. Come walk with me. Convince me. So they walk away they from everyone. They take a stroll in the courtyard. They got to take a stroll because this is this is Clarence's big moment. He's got to be the he's First bullshitted all, his way into every situation throughout this movie. This is the he's, ultimate. He's failed upwards. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is falling upwards. Um, and he's already been called out once by Donovan. It's Donovan straight up looks at him and says, "I don't believe you." Oh yeah, yeah. You, this was you drink good. any coffee with your sugar? Oh yeah, because he was and he stopped. Oh yeah, can we talk was... about this? Can we talk about yeah. that for a minute? Uh, the line of when uh, Cl- Clarence puts too much sugar in his coffee. He puts a lot of sugar in his coffee. It's it an unhealthy way amount. Too much. In his words, he says, "I'm not satisfied until the stu- until the spoon stands straight up." I got a feeling that's a big influence in this decision making. <laughs> I mean, too yeah. much sugar in his blood. We're it's just breaking it down. Well, to it's right around now. this time that you know. Well, they take. Well, they take the stroll. A stroll. Out in the courtyard because he has one because he's in L.A. It's movie a, maker. Yeah. They're talking when about you, making when body you have bag a coke deal, you got to be somewhere nice. They're talking. They're, they're talking about making body bag too. And they take that stroll. And they, and they, uh, they, they convince. Oh, well, he, well, he's like, "Where'd you get this?" Right? That he, well, he goes it's back to that once again. He's like, "Where did this come from?" And he brings up explicitly, "You're selling. You know, you're selling it to me at a loss. Why are you doing that?" And Clarence basically says, "Hey, look, I'm not a drug dealer. I got this from a buddy of mine I grew up with. I don't know how to make money off this. You know how to make a million off of this. I don't. I'm gonna give it to you for two hundred thousand. I go away a winner." My friend goes away a winner. You can make a million off of this. That's why I'm doing this. And Donna Wentz buys it hook, line, and sinker. He's like, okay, makes sense. Makes sense. You don't know how where to sell this to. You brought it to me. We're, we're going to do this deal. And he walks back into the room, and they kind of like, you know, they're obviously in like a good place or something. And, and I, that's when the, the doors cops, bust because open. Because the cops heard him say. The NCR floods in. General Oliver confronts you. <laughs> That's a shout out for all you Fallout fans out there. You <laughs> know what? I didn't. Under- I didn't understand the reference, and I assumed. Okay, I have to be honest. I didn't understand the reference, and my first thought is. That's probably from Fallout. You can guess if it's Sam and me joking. Good guess, it's yeah. probably a Fallout reference. The NCR bust in with their fucking <laughs> no nonsense, the man attitude. Everybody get down! Get down! Get down! Get down! And then, but then, of course, the posse like they put they they pull out their like you know the gats these Mac tens they have ten millimeter sub automatic machine guns. And Donna Wentz, who has a lot of sense in this moment, says. What are you doing? I hired you as guards. Put your guns down. These are the cops. We are obviously done here. We are done. And the They're blonde-haired like, ponytail guys. I, I never told. I never told you this. The I fucking hate cops. Hate cops. So it's, it's standoff. You get off the ground. And there's a standoff between the cops. The crazy coked out cops and the crazy coked out not cops. <laughs> That's the only difference. Is the and the coked out movie producer is the only one making sense. Saying you should really lay down your guns. It's the drug dealer. These are the cops we're done i no, have lawyers for this don't worry about it it's fine drop I it i have you to deal with drug dealers i have lawyers to deal with cops and it's at this know mo- your place and it's at this moment that the italian mob also busts through the door with all of their artillery going hey, hey. what you doing this is a maya coca wow no wow, wow. 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 wow can we just a minute 
Wow, Asher. <laughs> yep, apparently Mario and Luigi were... Uh, yeah, they busted in. Looking for a spaghetti. Man, how much of Just me, an old Italian stereotype. I, I know I am. I know. <laughs> no, 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 no. And they bust in. Half of them don't speak English because it's that dude from earlier who's just like, hey, what's going on? It'd be funny to have someone who doesn't speak English in the scene just so to keep the audience entertained slightly more. We're going to turn a Mexican sand off on its head. It's ridiculous. With Italians. And, like, Clarence is in the bathroom? Yeah, talking to Elvis. Talking to himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taking a leak, talking to himself. He already got the letter from Alabama that just says, you're so cool. Yep. On just a to keep his comp- On a cocktail napkin, doing this whole Coke deal. They don't his have a loving problem. wife hands him a letter that just says, you're it's so cool. It's a love cool. story. It's, it's a, a love it's story. It's actually a napkin. It's literally a napkin with a the words, napkin. you're so cool, written on it. It's literally a cocktail napkin. They don't have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he's just in there. and uh, so pep talk. Everything Elvis. starts. And then who, who makes the first shot? Um, the thing that happens before they make the first so- shot is that Elliot knows the name of one of the police officers. Oh, and he says, Officer Blank. Can I, can I, can I go home now? He's like, can shut, I go shut home? the fuck up, Elliot. Just sit there. And that's what sets and off And that's Donovitz. when Donowitz is like, hey, how do you know this cop's name? He's like, you piece of shit. I gave you everything. I was like a father to oh, you. And burn this is your how sad you- card. He's like, yeah, that's you, I know you're, ac- you're my assistant, but you want to be an actor. Burn your sad card. You burn you're never going to work in this town again. And he goes to attack him, and then someone shoots first because... I think a cop... And by the way, he doesn't have a gun. Donowitz has no gun. He just goes over to like literally punch Elliot in the face or whatever. Shots Buddy go gets off. Gunned down. Literally every almost everyone gets All shot. All bullets Elliot's are fired. Get shot. Donowitz gets shot. Um, the friend escapes. Michael Rappaport escapes. He, he just, throws he the suitcase the of cocaine. Way. He throws it. The suitcase of cocaine itself it's gets just, shot. It's just an excuse to have cocaine go everywhere. And then just some guys like... Feathers, because there's feather pillows. There are that's feathers exactly flying everywhere. everywhere. He throws the coat to be like, I don't need this shit. And then some dude's like, hey, skeet shooting. And specifically aims for the briefcase they of coke. They just shoot the shit out of the shit. It's like, this, this, this shootout needs to be more stylish. That's how it works in video games. If yep. I just shoot the thing that I need is mine now. <laughs> <laughs> and then that happens and Clarence comes out of the bathroom and he gets like he gets like a ricochet or something. Yeah. Although we don't know. He gets a headshot. He does get a few shots it's, off it's first. It's like a ricochet. He shoots like yeah, but we don't know right away. Yeah. All we know at this point is that it's a headshot. We don't know how bad it is. Right. He goes down. He goes down. Right. Alabama. Al- Al- Alabama's Alabama's covering. She's covering. She's, she's waiting the thing out. She takes out a few people because she's like, what no one was expecting. She's like, I just need to kill. She does as a kill kid. crazy blonde haired nineties dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. everyone's getting shot. And then that dude gets shot. He's sitting there and he's just like, call me an ambulance. I'm hurt. And one half of the coked out cops is just like. I'll call Chris, you a hearse. And then shoots him. Chris Penn. Because, because, Chris Penn, because he shot his partner, Tom Sizemore. Yeah. She's like, you're not going home. Yeah. Oh, she, no. And then, and then and then he shoots uh, Ponytail, and then, uh, no, Alabama shoots him. Yeah. yeah. That's, Alabama, that's where shoots, that's right. Alabama shoots, shoots the cop. Because yeah. she's like, that's the guy who's uh, talking right now with a gun. I yep. need to get me and my husband out of here. That's intense. And then she goes, so he grabs... She everybody, grabs him. Everybody dies. Just yeah. everyone dies. And there's, and that, and there's that moment. Gets away, he gets away. Luckily, never to pretty, be seen again. Fair, the movie, yeah. Never ever to be seen again. We well, don't. I mean, would you? Day. 
I assume he's still running down hallways. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. He's just running down, running down hallways. hallways. I, just like, I would never be able to stay at a hotel ever. Ever. And then uh, Alabama goes up over to Clarence and she tries to like revive him because he's got his head shot. He doesn't know what's going on. It looks his eyes too. all fucked he up. He looks fucking gnarly. And she thinks he's dead. Eye. And then after a minute, he comes back to life. He gets enough strength to like stand up and she carries him out yeah, as this crazy. Carry out. She carries him out. And he puts As, the sunglasses on to cover So you can't, can't tell. And the police, at they this point, the they're police. having a standoff with, with one final One of Italian the mother guys is taking a hostage. Yeah, he's got it's a gun the guy to who a can't girl's speak English. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, he's just shouting Yell words. All Italian. Okay, All Italian. okay, okay. Throws his shotgun. And then, he, and then, and then it's just more shootout while Clarence and Alabama get away. And you know get what the happens? Fuck out of Dodge. You know what happens? That fucking music comes back. The marimba music comes back. It's good. And they drive off. And hey, you know what the movie needs right now? Some narration and some exposition to wrap everything up. And Alabama's voice comes in. You're so cool. You're so cool. And it's just them with their money that they were able to somehow escape with. Somehow. And a son. Fail upwards with. Well, they have a son later. They have a son. You see them on the... Because... They failed um, upwards of that money. That's what they Clarence did. asked Alabama, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go after we get married? And she randomly said Cancun. She was just like, let's go to Cancun. And I don't, you don't know if they're at Cancun because they could also be just at a beach in L.A. Yeah, it looks like a West Coast oh, beach. No, they got, oh, no, they got out of town. You know yeah, they got so out of town. And, and their son is older at this point, so this is obviously years down the I road. Mean, Clarence, like, it, like Bush and Pulp Fiction, they lost their L.A. Yeah, privileges. Straight up. Yeah. But oh, they seem yeah. happy. They're on the beach. I mean, Clarence has to wear an eye patch, so his eye's fucked up, but... That's whatever. That's not so bad. And they have a son named and that that, Elvis. that that just that literally just means he needs a patch over his eye. It's not some sort of like Apple product that involves a. I'm just I'm just saying that because that's the time that we live in for those yeah. young whippersnappers. We are uh, so 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 Clarence is running down the beach saying, "You know what we need to do? We need the new iOS update." <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did. Because the last one slowed everything I, down. This new one's I named supposed to clean my all that son shit up. Max Sierra. That's my son's name. So Elvis is the son. Elvis is the son, and everything's of fine. Clarence in Alabama. And hunky door, and they get away, and that's uh, credits and, roll. And then the credits roll, and it's happily ever after, so to speak. It's you know, it's it's a love story. It's an odyssey. It's a it's a fairy tale, but it's also so nineties. So with the stylized. way it's shot, with the way it's shot, a lot, a good chunk of the cast, and and like the way the pacing works, super nineties. It's like a who's who of five years later. Yeah, exactly. And this is like, oh, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Everyone did better know. things five exactly let's, five years. Let's later. just go through real quick as a as a final thing here. Let's go through the list of the actors in this movie who were not nearly as big as they are later, either now or just a few years after the movie was was released. Okay, Brad Pitt was not like not Brad Pitt. nothing. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Samuel L. Jackson was still on the rise. Yep, he was on the rise. Michael Rappaport. Yep. James Gandolfini. James Gandolfini. James Gandolfini. He is before sure. The Sopranos. Was not a thing yet. Even Patricia Arquette. Yeah, she, she was she on the rise. Uh, everyone knew who Christian Slater was from a few movies. And and Val Kilmer. That was probably in the middle. He was still. He was Wasn't probably. He, was he, he even? He credited? had already done The Doors, and he that done, was a big movie for and him. And he'd done Top Gun, and that had gotten uh, him. This Top Gun been. got it. Top Gun was like like. What what Thumb and Louise was for Brad Pitt. That's what Top Gun was yeah. for Val Kilmer. Yeah, and, and the next year was Tombstone, which I don't know how well it did commercially, but I know uh, uh, cult wise, it's 
considered one of his best roles. Yeah. So, next year. So this movie had a very strange way of like its cast all went on to blow up. Yeah. Later, and, and at in the, the next time, few years. like it was like it was like the Arrested Development. But also like <laughs> just assembling a cast of people that were gonna be big. Mm-hmm. But also the veterans in this movie of Chris Walken and Dennis Hopper. This was not their heyday. This was not their renaissance. Oh no, this Chris Walken was just, years before they found themselves in the middle of this yeah. thing happening. Dennis yeah. Hopper like he's already it was been a, in Apocalypse Now. Yeah, but he kind of that was Coppola. even though that was Apocalypse Now, he was personally on a damn downfall and he did a lot more. This is pre speed. I mean, seriously, like Blue Velvet was kind of a comeback for Dennis Hopper. Yeah, that's but true. I, but I mean, like, right. uh, but it, it's got a great cast. But great Chris Walken didn't do anything all around. Chris Walken became cult known. Chris Walken around two thousand. Yeah, he well, was just well, doing SNL was, back this, in the this day. This was honestly like, I mean, I, like I don't know, like what, what this, what role this movie has in his comeback. But I know that like Pulp Fiction played a part of it, and Pulp Fiction that's came true. out in the same year. A proto Pulp Fiction scene, because it's it's one scene and it's, half of it is a monologue, so it's just. Straight to the point. It's almost like this scene in this movie is a warm-up for a scene in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I could even though the that. subject matters are totally different. So um, we've uh, now covered True Romance. Now we we won't because of the rule we have about someone not seeing the movie. We can't really cover any Tarantino movies because we've all seen them. I, until, this is not a, until, until Once Upon a Time in Hollywood comes out. If we, yeah, we could do that if we get it out fast. And that movie's supposed to be crazy from what I hear anyway. Oh man. No, who cares what when we get it out? Just you know, well, you it's, know. Just, it's well, just a movie. That's, anyways. Um, but my my point was this is the next best thing you could get. This was a Tarantino story, sold off and made into a movie in the nineties by uh, Tony Scott, Ridley Scott's brother. Fantastic cast, a fan cast there. Very, a fantastic, very, very fantastic cast there. Fantastic cast, cast, fantastic director. I like the scene of photography. God damn it, both of you. Sorry. Oh, yeah, it's, it's coming down heavy. Do it's, a, it's a very stylized retelling of a Tarantino script. The script screams Tarantino, and Tony mm-hmm. Scott doesn't take that out of the script. It really shows how much he trusted the script. And I mean, I mean like, it, like I, I got to say, he did rearrange the script. He did do that. The original script was not in chronological order. Like It, yeah. it, it more so started with them on the run, and mm-hmm. then you go back to seeing them meet, and then like it cuts forward to them in L.A. trying to sell it. Wow, like that's a, a different movie. Oh yeah, yeah. It's that's like a totally a, it's, different movie. It's a whole thing. It still starts with the with the Clarence wants to fuck Elvis monologue. Though. Yeah, it still starts there. But but yeah, it's a it, that's it, crazy. The, the original script was a much more of a Tarantino like weird chronology type so thing. You're you're telling me that Thomas did not stick to the script. So if we had gotten, well, the studio said they wanted a chronological movie. All I'm just saying is that if we had something like Cassius Green in there, he would have stuck to the script. <laughs> You're just doing that for continuity. Yeah, sake. yeah. Just check the box. Check just the box. Just check checking the a box. box. It's not even a full, uh, like, we, well thought out. Sorry to bother you, reference. You, you, just, and, said and you, know, the, you, you know, just said the name of the main character. You know, earlier we were like, like, I, like, like there was the BoJack Horseman reference. The quick back in the '90s that that happened. <laughs> that happened. We didn't talk about it. We didn't make a big thing of it. It just happened. We Sam, I need on. you to be quiet, real quick. Look, I'm going to talk to any of you out there who have not seen it. Sorry to bother you. Please go see this movie. I will not stop talking about it until most people have seen it. You know what? Oh, no, wait, so, wait. Uh, it's important. It's important. So look at that. It looks like we've run out of time today. <laughs> Probably should have run out of time a few minutes ago. Man, I hope so. An hour ago. <laughs> what are you talking about? I hope we run out of time very soon. Anyways, 
Sorry to Bother You is a movie by Boots Riley. I I hope that you see Sorry to Bother You. I hope that you see True Romance. I hope uh, that you got to the end of this. If you did, God bless you. I don't know how you you, got through all of it. Doing the Lord's work. Hoop-a-joop. Hoop-a-joop. Thank you for listening. My name is Sam. I'm Chad. I'm Asher. And this has been Movie Night Autopsy. We'll catch you next time. What's up, crew? If you got any idea of what you would like for us to talk about on the minute or on Movie Night Autopsy podcast, hit us up on the social medias. You can hit us up on Twitter at Movie underscore Autopsy. Check us out on Facebook at Movie Night Autopsy. Always feel free to email us, contact at MovieNightAutopsy.com.